You have just entered the Katie Ma podcast. Hey guys, what's going on? And welcome to episode 209 of the Katie Ma podcast. It is October 11th, 2015. And uh, we've got a smaller, more intimate cast for you today. We do have the lovely Katie Zen joining us uh, on cam as well, which is pretty is awesome because again, having right. Katie Zen having just turned eighteen and being allowed to be on cam. <laughs> so make sure to check out his uh, livejasmine.com slash Katie Zen eighteen. That's his new streaming site. So so the one thing Katie Zen that I'm excited about was that when you came out to your parents that you really wanted to pursue the live Jasmine lifestyle that you're doing. Were they like you said that they were really supportive? Had they known this was a dream of yours for a long time? Or I didn't mean to do the impromptu interview, but I, we didn't cover this last time you were on. So. I have nothing to say. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe it didn't go well. But anyway, I just want to say I've been loving the shows. And uh, again, I, I'm going to save up for a few more um, for a few more ratchet coins, and I'll throw them your way. But I'm a little, oh my a little low on that. It's more Grundle Cam than I expected is the thing. Like, I didn't need that much taint action. But, I mean, whatever yeah, you're well, into, dude, I'm sure there's an audience for that. It, it's did. an acquired taste. It's an acquired yeah. taste. Well, but, literally, um, like, have you ever tasted taint? It's it's not good. Um, depends on if you use... Body paint. On the tank. Anyway, it's a whole other <laughs> well, thing. Right, but, yeah. uh, it's hey, good, this uh, is a gaming podcast, so let's maybe yeah, leave the, it this is, for the It is cast. gaming related. Um, it's good to have you on Katie Zen. We've, of course, got Brandon. We've got Hex. And the rest of the boys, uh, John's doing some stuff, got some stuff going on tonight. So does Nick. Uh, so they'll be back um, next week, I assume. Which, next week's podcast, not to, not to tell you to turn this one off, which you might want anyway, but don't turn this one off yet. But next week's podcast is going to be... One of our, uh, the one that is always, I think for most of us, the the favorite is the one that we do at Extra Life. Yeah, that's, and, I think uh, that's always. I think it's a fan favorite as well. We always have a ton of. Fun it definitely, it definitely podcast. is. And there's a there's going to be a lot of uh, there'll be a lot of special guests, a lot of people coming uh, into town for Extra Life. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Yep, that, that one's um, going to be on Saturday night. Yeah, that will be next Sunday. Saturday. Sa- exactly. Yes, and that will be Saturday. Yeah, Sunday we'll be recovering from the fact that we've been playing video games for three straight days and hanging out with friends that have come in and showing people Pittsburgh and really in- just enjoying ourselves. This is our this is our big payoff for the year, basically. Exactly. So, so we're we're live Sunday, October eleventh, right now. I don't know if you said the date, so I'm re saying the date. I did say it. No one in I'll, chat yelled. I'll, it's so. October eleventh. It's ten ten eleven. That only happens every now and then. <laughs> well, actually, uh, happens next, once a year. next week the podcast will be on saturday night that's october 17th and we'll be doing the marathon i figure we'll, we should just talk about extra life because that is next weekend yeah uh, yes we it is we're going to be live three different days so friday saturday sunday it's not going to be one continuous stream right. uh, because of the venue that that we have this year uh so we will start on friday night i don't know the exact start time offhand uh but hopefully there will be a schedule post going up uh, we'll by someone this week. This yeah, we'll week. have one this week. Uh, yeah. So we're starting Friday Friday evening. Uh, then most of the day Saturday, I think, very long stream on Saturday. Saturday will be the big day. That's 11 a.m. to th- like 2 in the morning. Yeah, yeah. so a lot, lot, of, lot of hours on Saturday. And then Sunday we finish up uh, kind of in the morning into the early afternoon. Yep. Exactly. And that, I mean, beyond the fact that um, – the venue, obviously, being that we have to close at a certain time, I think it'll be good too because people will actually sleep and the segments will be a lot more entertaining because everyone's going to be fresh. You know what I mean? Some of those yeah. late hours <laughs> where it's like three in the morning and everyone. Well, you know, everyone's it, dead. And, and, you know, the, the person casting not, at that time of day, not only rough. viewers want to sleep at that point, but the person casting is doing it literally out of like exhaustion. Like, okay. Exactly. Like, we, we've done this before for other things where it was just like, okay, I just literally woke up. I'm going to play Mark and the Ninja for five hours. Like, because yeah. no one else can stream right now. So that's that's not good content. We're going to yeah, do, no. so be, do better segmented stuff this I think year. The it's blocks be fun. are all going to be good. 
this year. So we've got lots of great prizes this year. Um, we've got a, a gaming PC donated by uh, Corsair MSI and Origin PC. They're gonna they they have a PC for us to give away. We've got some other peripheral prizes from Corsair Tetra Ninja. Our friend Nick has donated a, a couple SSDs, I believe, and an H100i that we're gonna give away. We've got some games to give away as well. It's gonna be fun. Like it's it's the big it's the reason we keep doing this every year. Is we really love doing Extra Life. So um, we've got a land coming up. It's oh fucking Christ! It's like five days away. God, I have to leave the podcast right now and go do more prep work. <laughs> Bye. Fuck. Hex is a little bit nervous. But no, I'm not you know, at all. It's fine. He's actually right now he's creating a really nice big kidney stone out of the stress. <laughs> I can already see it. Actually, it's it's, it's just it's like, actually coming out your shoulder right now, like pulsing out of my kidney. <laughs> it just breaks through like a chest, like a baby gray. Like it's terrible. Oh, God, but um, yeah. So that's definitely. Um, it's going to be super exciting. I'm really excited to see everybody, and uh, I think it's going to be like like we said this at the, in the pre-show. But I I agree with Hex. I do think it's going to be our best extra life we've ever done. So, um, and if it isn't, then I never said this, and you can forget. <laughs> I, I think it will be. This really podcast will be purged from the iTunes bank after it's the exactly more, we'll the literal like, worst never extra life that. ever we never done. Promised anything. <laughs> Um, all right, all so, right. Uh, well, so what have we been doing this week? Has anybody been doing things that aren't gaming related they want to talk start about? Start with KD. I feel like yeah, what's up with you, like KD? Has been. Yeah, uh, I did some real life stuff. I went to, I don't know if this is just an Indiana thing or it's the first time I've ever been to it. It's called a, like a covered bridge festival. Okay. When like. <laughs> <laughs> don't laugh at that, Already. Scott. You're from Pennsylvania. <laughs> like that's sorry, a thing that exists here. I'm good. No, 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 no. It's just. No. Oh, shit. No, no, I'm not judging. Go ahead. <laughs> it's when like the the leaves are changing. It was nothing anyway. It turned into like it was just a giant flea market. It wasn't. Yes, like... but this is perfect. Oh because... shit! I didn't even realize the keyword <laughs> is flea market. Okay, if you said that, I would have been more excited. But uh, that's Fuck. fantastic. So, did you end up buying anything or just look at stuff? Or uh, I didn't really. Oh, I got one thing. I got <laughs> I got a bow and arrow made out of uh, PCP pipe or PVC pipe. <laughs> it, it was so cheap. PCP and it's so good. pipe. The crackheads went to you in the parking PC lot. <laughs> oh, I blew it. I blew PCP pipes. That's, we well, you got a deal then. If it was how yeah, much did you pay for? Actually, yeah. Let's PCP. let's start the whole podcast over. Scott, can you count it off again? Now that uh, he screwed that up. Uh, three, two. I'm Wait. So so uh, did you, were you just going with friends? You went with family or what? Oh, what? I went with family. Yeah. Oh, and one thing that did happen: there was uh, uh, live music. And they were doing an ACDC cover. Nice. And it had to be some of the worst. Like, <laughs> I, I, it was, the thing was, it was this kind of voice of this kind of woman who was singing monotonous. And then she tried to do the voice with the lead singer. And it sounded like, you ain't fucking strapped. <laughs> it sounded like the most bizarre thing I've ever okay. heard. So it was yeah. like if like, Bob Dylan tried to cover ACDC. Yeah. Like, that's oh, fucking yeah. weird. Wow. But they call it but they call it covered but it, instead of a flea it's called a covered bridge. We have these a here covered too, bridge because like the leaves are okay. changing color. And wait, how does, wait, covered what? leaves. Wait, just... covered or colored bridge? Covered. What's so the bridge the... wait, so it's implying that the bridge is covered with leaves though. That's what you're saying? No. Well, yes, because no. leaves are, are the bridge. <laughs> yeah. Oh so, my god, no. I, that is wait, the bridge. And there were leaves covering the bridge. Okay. Was the bridge covered like with a like a house like like a basically a house you drive through? No, it was. So when I think of when okay, I think so of this a is totally different then. festival, I am assuming that the entire festival is taking place underneath a very lengthy <laughs> covered bridge. It's really, I mean, I've seen some covered uh, bridges, but I don't think you could house that many people. Also, where are you going to put your fr- like deep fryers and stuff for all the snacks you can eat? And anyway, 
It just doesn't. Okay, it just but seems, I think it I, seems dangerous and like not dangerous. smart. Yeah. Is anybody? But else it doesn't. Just to confirm, it doesn't take place under a covered bridge. We'll we'll, we'll end this. No. But okay. Gotcha. All, All right, right. Well, that's interesting. But you said it's like a flea market, so that's good. I don't have to ask Brandon if he's been to one. Brandon has made yeah, it he knows clear to me that he yeah. would tell me if he has been. So um, some of the tables there were had some of those bizarre selections. Like they had like High School Musical three for the PS two for three dollars, oh. right next to like a giant skull from an animal. How much was the what, what in comparison? What was the price difference for this? I didn't see a price tag on it. So I'm just uh, well, you have to actually stuff. perform a blood ritual, and then you get High School Musical yeah. Three yeah, along yeah, with a skull. I would say that's two dollars more than High School Musical Three on the PS2 is. That's generous. PS3 is worth. Yeah, it was worth, but yeah, you knew it was whatever they could okay. find in like their lot. And then you've got the guy with the taser. Maybe maybe it wasn't for sale. Well, maybe that was just the decoration. Maybe possibly. I don't imagine who would go and, you know what, I, I want to buy that skull of uh, whatever kind of wolf that was. Oh. Okay. Well, All right. Does anyone else anybody, do anything? Yeah, anybody else do anything? Hex? Um, I don't know. I basically worked this week. Um, we had a bunch of kids at my place tonight. We, oh, yeah, you were told. Yeah, tell, yeah. tell that story. Uh, I mean, Just tell the zoo story because that's really depressing, especially when you're trying to entertain children. Yeah, so my wife is, does Big Brothers Big Sisters, uh, and she had her little sister with her. But also it just so happened that because they were planning to go to the zoo that her little sister's brother was going to come with them. So it also happened to be free day at the zoo in Pittsburgh. So they sat in traffic for three hours and went, well, to hell with this, and ended up back at our place. And we just made tacos and played with my dogs. That was and my entire t- Tell me the sentiment that you that were saying. That so though. awful. Yeah. Like, well, like, tell I, me after you were done. Like, you feel like you've just been hit by a truck. Yeah, so here's the thing. Like, Bob Post, one of our co-founders, has, has four kids. Like, every day yeah. goes home from work to four kids and a wife. And after three hours with four kids of, like, making dinner – Hanging out, like, I actually, they went to the park for a little bit, and I rebuilt my home theater PC so we could, like, play video games on it. (laughs) In, like, 40 minutes, I managed to rebuild a PC and make it emulator ready. Uh, So I, like, showed them how to play Mario Kart and, like, some other, like, easy video games for little kids to play. After that, like, everyone left, and I was just like, well, fuck, I don't want to do a podcast now. Like, I'm going to go to bed until, like, See, the thing is, though, like, Bob, yes, Bob has four kids, but Bob, like... When you talk to Bob and, like, on the rough days, like, but the light has gone out of Bob's eyes. And Bob knows, like, <laughs> until his kids are out of the house, he defers his dreams and wishes to them. So, um, yes, I agree that Bob does it all the time. But, you know, it's taking its toll on Bob. God yeah, bless I mean, him. It's, But he it, still – he survives. He survives. And it, it honestly was fun. Like, I, I, I like kids. Like, it was it was cool to, like, have Megan and Zoe and Hunter here. And we, we, yeah, we had fun. fun. Like, it was, yeah. it, was a, it was a nice time. So. But it is when you're not – I know what you mean, though. When, when you're, you're not, not a parent, parent though. When you're not in parental shape. Like, yeah, like my job every right. day is like get up at like eight and go to work for like nine thirty, and then like come home and basically have a beer and go to sleep. Yeah. So not having to like worry about anyone else's life was a little different. Yeah. What yeah. about uh, anybody going else? To, going to the like having a free day at the zoo just sound it sounds like actually the worst thing ever. <laughs> That's fair. Because the only the 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 parallel that I can make is. Uh, there's usually – I don't know if this happens in other states, but in Texas, they have like one weekend before school starts that's tax-free weekend. Oh, yeah. That's happened. That happens here. And, and it's basically a war zone at every single department store. <laughs> I can't imagine being a cashier going through that. Like the dead eye, like leaving a target as it closes after tax-free and like just like the zombie face you would get from the cashiers and people that have to restock shelves. Yeah, like I have to imagine working working that weekend 
it's just like the you know the the brand new people all get stuck that weekend or something because like if you've worked retail before during that weekend you know you're absolutely you're absolutely taking your vacation days you're like there's no way you can bring me in that weekend <laughs> so when i worked i used to work for best buy many many years ago at this point uh but when i was like a geek squad tech it was like, no, you, you literally are not allowed to put in for Christmas or put in for Thanksgiving. You are working Black Friday. You are working the day after Christmas. And I have seen some shit on a Black Friday, man. Like, You ever seen anybody get trampled in your I've never your seen store? anybody get trampled, but I, I have literally seen people fight over, like, the dumbest thing that we have yeah. on sale. Like, hey, this fucking Dynex Best Buy brand keyboard that's literally worth oh – It's worth nine cents. And <laughs> we have it marked down from $48 to $38. And you yeah. just hit somebody for it. Like yeah, sure. it's worth nothing. It was made in Taiwan. Like it's the get, worst If you get keyboard. arrested over a Dynex like 12 in, like 24-inch flat screen TV, <laughs> you should just be instantly executed. They should not have a trial. They're just like there's no – no, this this one, there's no saving them. Just, just get rid of them. Just fry them. You know what though? As, as much as that is like frustrating. There was when I worked, I used to do field service for Geek Squad. Like, I drove the bug and like would go to people's houses. Yeah, there was a certain like every year at Christmas, I would work like the day before Christmas. Christmas Eve, most people take off, but it was honestly really fulfilling to go to Christmas Eve calls because it was like, Hey, I bought this laptop for my kid tomorrow, and you get to set that up and know that like tomorrow morning this kid's gonna open this thing up and be super excited about it. So, that was like of all the Geek Squad stuff I ever did, the most fulfilling. It was super great. Jobs yeah. like that seem like they're probably actually really fun to work during the holiday season when you know that people are just generally in a better mood. Yeah. And like when you're you're not going to – people are just going to give you a lot more slack. Like they're going to be – it's just going to be more more fun. Yeah. I mean it, th- that part of – especially around Christmas time was a lot of fun to do field service in people's homes because you get to like – I don't know. You get to go to different people's houses and see how they celebrate the holiday, like how they decorate and like what they're doing for their kids. But like any other time of year, the in-the-home job is maybe the most terrifying. Like – I remember I had to train a guy that we were bringing on and we like pulled up to this person's garage and like rung the doorbell and they were like, oh no, come down to the garage door. And the garage door opened and it was just like this overwhelming wave of ammonia because the person <laughs> had 12 cats and had never emptied mm. the litter boxes. Mm-hmm. So you see like that disaster area during most of the year. But then for Christmas, it's really fun. Like you get, you get to basically play Santa. Like who doesn't want to do that? That's super fun to like make kids excited for Christmas. Yeah. I mean, I feel, I feel like on almost any job, you can. There's definitely, yeah, especially around the holidays. I've told this story before. I'm just gonna tell this real quick <laughs> because I have. I just have to. Again, I feel like I never paid enough penance for this. But I worked. This is when I was working phone support at a software company uh, in Pennsylvania before I moved uh, to California. And this is reminding me because you said work in the holidays, and it should have been easy. I was getting paid. I think I was getting paid double time or. I think it was even better. It was better than time and a half. And I was working on Christmas, and we had, and I worked in a call center, and there's literally two of us working, and I think I had like one call at like ten in the morning, and then right when I was about to leave, I think it was like five, we were closing up, and I was like, we were just chilling. It was great. We're like, we're getting paid. No one's calling. Everyone's with their families. There's no losers who are trying to actually get work done on their on their um, corporate laptops, right? I get this call, the phone, it's like 4.58 and I'm just about to log off my phone and it rings and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. And I pick it up and it's this, I don't know, I, it's this guy and he's like, hey man, and he's starting to go into the problem and I can tell it's not going to be like a two minute, like, hey man, let me, like, let me show you how to reaccess your PST files and Outlook, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's like a complicated issue sure. that I'm not going to solve. And so <laughs> I love uh, the build up. I know as he's talking to me, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'm just getting a little upset because I'm like, of course, like I'm so ready to get out of here. Like let it sleep. So I end up, I'm like, all right, man, I'm going to need to take a look. So I end up, um, remoting into his computer. Um, and 
I, I'm sitting next to my buddy and I mute the phone right when I remote into his computer and I start talking and I'm, and I'm like, dude, you fuck, like, can you fucking believe this? Like, who is working? I'm like, who is working on Christmas? Like, what is this? Does this dude have a family? Like, what? And I'm just going off on this guy. I don't know. I was just, I was super pissed. And he wasn't necessarily a bad dude. He was just trying to get something to work that I knew was going to take me a while to help him with. So all of a sudden, my friend gets these like huge, huge, like his eyes just start bugging out. And I'm like, I'm like, what? I'm like, what? I, I have him on mute, dude. And he's like, he's like, he points to my computer. And I forgot that on these fucking, for, I'll never understand the microphones in the fucking <laughs> computer. <laughs> but my laptop, I hadn't muted my laptop mic. And when I was remoted in, you could see. There's audio <laughs> pass through. Yes, there's a pass through. And everything I'm saying is this guy is just straight up hearing on his laptop. Fantastic. And I'm like, and right when I realize it just I'm like oh my god and then you were and, fired and I'm and part of me is like well maybe he doesn't have like his speakers on or his sound on like maybe he didn't hear me shit talking him for the last like three minutes and my and I pick up and I literally take him off hold and I'm like hello sir and his demeanor has totally <laughs> changed and not in the way that I wish it would have changed like not in the way where he's mad at me he is dejected like i can hear it he's like and he's super apologetic and he's like dude he's like oh man he's like i'm so sorry he's like i really he's like i don't really need this solved right now and now having known what i said i'm like no no dude i was like it's no problem but i can't i mean it's disingenuous because he has already heard me <laughs> shit talking for five minutes and i feel so bad and he's like no dude he's like no he's like i'll just uh he's like i'll call it another day he's like no you and he like basically like hurries me off the call, like and he just like ends up hanging up. And I'm like, I can't believe it just happened. So I that has ne- I've never paid enough penance for that. So I every time I get an opportunity to tell that story, if you're out there, uh, I think it's I don't even remember his name honestly at this point. Uh, if right. you're out there, dude, I'm so I'm so sorry. Okay, if you, you on probably the off chance you listen to this podcast somehow, but uh, anyway, so that was I like felt bad enough that he was working that day. Exactly, but yeah. I feel so much worse. And that and if you're working at a call center, make sure you fucking disable your fucking computer. Or if you work on a laptop, get rid of that microphone, dude. Nuke it. It's bad news. Not good, especially when you're remote. I don't even know. God, this was back when I don't know. This was probably like eight years ago now. No, six years ago. So. Anyway, yeah, I thought I would share that. So <clears throat> that's the kind of joy that I used to bring to people when I worked holidays. <laughs> it made it feel like total shit. Oh, jeez. Anybody else done stuff that's not gaming related that they want to talk? I think it's everybody, isn't it? Yeah, this is that's it. everyone. All right. Scott, do you do anything else the... besides you know, no, I, I touring I around out, your specific address? I'm outside. All right. Well, what have we been playing then? What, what are you up to, Scott? What's what's your what's on your game list this week? Uh, so I just beat uh, this last week. I just beat <laughs> Sleeping Dogs, a brand new title that just came out. Uh, yeah, um, no, that was Game of the Year 2011, not Dishonored, and we're not going to talk about this ever again. Exactly. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, no, I really enjoyed Sleeping Dogs. I ended up putting about twenty five, twenty six hours in it because I really I did a lot of the side stuff as well. Yeah, that's about what it and takes then, to beat. Yeah, and then I tried the DLC, and holy fuck, the DLC is just fucking garbage in that game. It's really yeah. terrible. I really wanted to try it because I, I didn't want it to end, but like about, I don't know, like 20 minutes into the first one that's supposed to be like considered the good DLC, it was just like dragging and yeah, clearly it was tacked n- on and terrible. Like that that whole company seems like they had – they're a one-hit wonder game. Like that game, mm. in my opinion, is is one of the best open world games you can play. The combat system works really, really well. I think I the, agree. the map is huge and it's really fun to explore. The story is really interesting. But like Triad Wars is garbage. It's the absolute fucking yeah. worst follow-up ever. 
and the DLC was not very good either. So good on them for that one fucking awesome game, but shit. Um, and then I started, uh, I'm playing through the only Grand Theft Auto I've never played through at all, which was Vice City. What? So I started that. Yeah, that's the only one. I've, I've played through all the other ones, but I've missed Vice City. And uh, I really like it. Vo- just voice acting and, and story and talent alone. It's, it's probably starting to become maybe my favorite GTA because there's so much talent in, on that. I mean, yeah. like a lot of the GTA games, but it's I really mean, solid. Vice City to this day is still my, my favorite one. I'm actually hoping that after 5, they will revisit like... Uh... We'll yeah, that's what a lot of people in my chat were saying too. That would be really fun. Then the sound, the the um, the radio, the talk radio in, in um, Vice City, Laszlo is, is amazing incredible. on that too. It's the uh, like the classic rock station yeah. is a great is a great station. <laughs> all the all the music, all the music is really solid. So I'm enjoying that, and uh, then you know the occasional occasional Counter Strike here and there. So and also once uh, Hex is actually Hex is helping me, but I'm getting uh, I'm going to be getting a stream PC from Hex and setting up a getting a whole new setup i'm coming into the 21st century boys it's just gonna add hassle to your life but it will add hassle but no in the long run it's gonna be nice and uh so we're i'm gonna be jumping into the stream pc what's up what's the resolution for your 480 we're doing 480 (laughs) yeah i have a i have a pentium 3 that that (laughs) i'm gonna sell him for 800 dollars. we're gonna be actually just going straight to we're gonna be playing sn uh SNES games. Yeah, so, actually, uh, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna sell Scott my old stream PC, which will do 72060, and he'll be yeah, be he'll be set now. to go. Yeah, and then but so I'll be doing some PS4 stuff, and I'm really excited to do um, what's it called uh, Until Dawn, which is like everyone's telling me. I need yeah, to play. really, so, really good, really yeah. good. So, all right, uh, yeah, that's it for me. What about you, Brandon? What have you been playing this week? Um, I played played a little Hearthstone. I played a little Rocket League. Um, trying to trying to warm up, see if I can do some of the Rocket League tournament this weekend for Extra Life. Cool. Um, but I played I played a fair bit of uh, Battlefront, and I guess we we can talk about it a little bit. I don't know if others have played it. Yes, I've played, I've played a bunch it. of that. I played I it for the first time today. I have it downloaded. I have not played it. Um, yeah, I mean it's 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 pretty good. Uh, like yeah. it's I think it's different enough from. Battlefield, like it definitely doesn't feel like Battlefield exactly, because it's very different. Like the the as far as I can tell, none of the guns have ammo; they're all charge based. Right. Um, I like it's cool. I just I don't know if it's uh, like I don't know if it would hold me the way that uh, Battlefield did. Like I I didn't play a ton of Battlefield, but it was kind of like if if people had kept playing it, I would have played a lot of it. Um, so far, like I know they have different modes and stuff. They're only showing off a portion of the game, but I guess it seems fine. It just doesn't, I I don't know. It doesn't seem, I'm not like shocked at how good it is. I'm like, all right. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, as someone who's played a lot of Star Wars games, it is the prettiest Star Wars game I have ever played. Like it looks amazing. Oh, it's beautiful. I I would say like I've only like, I tried the like the intro level and then they were like no well if you've only haven't if you haven't played the game yet don't play Hoth and I was like well fuck that after a couple of times on that first <laughs> level and just went to the Hoth level and uh, the um, the dark side is super overpowered like it's yeah, super easy I to get into that like, ATAT and just destroy people yeah so yeah, that, the rebels that, are never gonna that win. game mode where you have the rebels and then that you you have the Imperials where uh, the Imperials have I guess both sides kind of have like power ups, but you basically just have to go f- like you go find a power up on the ground, 
Right. And that determines if you're able to get in one of the big vehicles or if you get to become Darth Vader. Like it's literally just you ca- you happen to run over something on the ground that gives you these like pretty insane power-ups. Yeah. Which seems just lazy to me. Well, see, I, ta- I was talking to Bob about this earlier today. And part of me really likes that because, like, as someone who's not great at shooters, like, I'm terrible at COD, so I never get to see the high-end killstreaks or, like, the the crazy, fun, high-level stuff that you can do. So for those kind of players, I think it's cool that you can just, like, grab a power-up and get, oh, like, cool, I can drive an AT-AT or I can, like, fly an X-Wing or whatever. I think that part of it's cool. But the fact that those places you pick them up are static sucks. Like, if they were randomly dropped around the map any time, like, or if a certain team goal had been met, I think it would be better balanced at that point. Yeah, it seems like is it shallow pop? compared? It seems like um, not necessarily shallow, but more much less uh, battlefield from the current battlefields, right? Like, like battlefield the, the problem I have with that sort of system is that you don't want like random dude picking up your most powerful mm-hmm. stuff. Like That's if fair. no one, if you don't yeah. know how to use Darth Vader, like yeah. you're hurting your team by sure. picking it up and then messing around with it. So like it strikes me as a very like a casual friendly option. Like, right. your new player wants to do that stuff, but you look at, like, Battlefield, you choose whether you want to spawn in the in the, uh, in the the airplane, right. right? And, like, if you don't know how to fly the airplane and you spawn in it, your team is going to yell at you because they're like, dude, you know, like, you're, you're hurting us. We're yeah. losing because of you. Whereas <laughs> here, it's like you can't, you can't get mad at someone for, like, having run over a power-up and then it turns out to be one that they don't know how to use. So it... Like, it seems to me like a very casual, friendly thing, but, right. like, presumably like. they want this game to have, like, a competitive side, and I don't see that, like, nothing I've seen so far tells, like, tells me that it has a competitive uh, potential at all. Yeah, but I, I actually, from, like, any of the press for the game, though, no, nothing has been mentioned about, like, oh, this needs to be competitive, or... I think with the Star Wars license specifically, they're going to target a casual audience. Like, because everyone likes Star Wars, you just want to be able to pick it up and be like, "Oh, cool!" If you think about how the Battle of Hoth worked in those movies, the Empire fucking wins, so they made it OP for the. That's the other thing. Yeah, yeah just that doesn't mean that. it's fun though. Like, it is if you're it, the you, Empire. You'll play that, you'll play that <laughs> yeah. like a couple of times, and you'll be like, "Oh, okay. Well, I don't love being on the other team in this one-sided level. Like, yeah. I just won't play that game mode." That's yeah. the problem is if it's not fun and balanced, they'll just like, you know, you hope that they'll go find another game mode that they like, but a lot of people will just put the game down. They'll be like, well, I didn't have fun with that, and they'll stop playing it. Yeah. Yeah, actually, uh, in the time that I've played it, when I play the Hawk map, if I don't get Empire, I'm like, well, this is going to be fun, so just fuck it, I'll go play something else. Like, that is my immediate reaction to hopping into Hoth and being like, huh. I'm on the Rebel team. Well, I'm not on, like, a Discord channel or a Mumble channel where I can coordinate with a team. Like, And I've heard, basically, mm-hmm. if you have a team of coordinated people where you know who's where and when and why. You can win. You can win as the Rebels. But, and I think that's great. Like, I think the team building part of it where it's like, oh, I've got my squad and it's ready to go. That's really cool. But that – for most people, that's not going to happen. Like, you're going to hop in by yourself or maybe with a couple friends, not, like, a team of 36 for the yeah. Hoth match. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's I, I've had fun with it, but I just I don't know that it's something I'd pay sixty plus dollars for. 
I mean, and you know, you know, that's what they want. They want you to pre-order it, and they want you, like they're probably going to do expansions, same way they've done with Battlefield. Yeah. And I'm just not like I'm not convinced that the game is worth that. Well, if you click any of their links that are like, "Hey, pre-order the game now," they automatically direct you to the super premium collector's edition, which is like eighty dollars. <laughs> and uh, Fedsky actually told me, uh, one of the other guys that does streaming for us, that in <clears> Canada, <throat> it's ninety dollars for the collector's edition that you can pre-order. So that's insane. Yeah, like. It, these games, at least, especially these style of games, the shooters, um, they're they're falling into this routine where it's like, oh, well, we want sixty dollars for a multiplayer only experience, and that's not everyone's cup of tea. And we've talked about that previously, especially about COD. Like, if COD was thirty dollars a year for only the multiplayer, I would buy it every year. But sixty dollars for a campaign I'll never touch and about forty hours worth of fun, I I can't do that. And they released the, they're releasing Black Ops Three on old consoles. Multiplayer only, because the old can't, consoles can't do it. So where is that version for PC? Like, give me that, please. Yeah. Until, I don't know, until people don't, until sales well, is it gonna show be cheaper them. on console if yeah. you're just getting the multiplayer? I'm sorry? Is it going to be cheaper, uh, cheaper on last gen? Yes, no it'll be $10 cheaper on the last gen. Um, okay, so, okay. Which is still not... Bucks. Which is still not very cheap. Like, if it was yeah. 40 yeah, well, yeah. I would even pay forty every year for COD's multiplayer because it is fun for a while with friends. But like that sixty dollar, it would be really year. interesting to see them do an option where it's like, yeah, you, if you just want multiplayer, you pay thirty, or you pay forty. If you want the full experience, you pay sixty or whatever. Yeah, even seventy, right? For for, uh, but obviously they yeah don't, they don't want to probably yeah they could do it too. But I I don't know I, I don't know if more people I agree like because I'm not probably not going to play because I just know what happens even for me like I'm not going to buy the new Black Ops I won't because what will happen is I'll play it for a week or two and then I'll be done and. Yeah. Uh, so for, I totally agree with you, Hex. If they had like that option, I would be a lot more keen. Like, yeah, thirty bucks feels a, feels a lot feels a lot better than dropping sixty and knowing that I'm not going to play it in a month. All right. So. Uh, well, let's crank through what everybody else. Katie's in. What are you playing this week? Uh, I also play Battlefront, and I'll say just a bit more on that. Uh, I do. It feels fun. It feels like more old school with like the power ups, and I agree that like Vader and Luke should be rewarded to like good, like the better players on the team. But at the same time, they're not, like, very hard to use, you know? Right. So I could see, like, not as skilled people using them. But I would still give them, like, the planes and stuff. But, yeah, I enjoy uh, Battlefront. I played the, over the two modes, I definitely played the uh, the one that's uh, where you're going for the escape pods. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Uh, but I, the, today was, like, the first day I played it. So I only have, like, a couple hours in it. So I'm not too leveled up in it. But, uh, yeah, it's fun. But other than that, I played, uh, I got the new Disgaea, which is like a PS4 exclusive strategy RPG. So I won't say too much on that. Sweet, because it's yeah, a PC gaming podcast, shit that. so fucking take your casual shit elsewhere. Yeah, I'll take the, I'll take the PS4. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't really played that much this week either. Uh, I played several hours of the Battlefront beta, which uh, after the first time I played it, I was like, well, this game's garbage and I don't want to touch it again. But then I was like, well, I'm going to hop in because I know Bob is playing right now. I can shoot him in the face. So that'll be satisfying. And after a few hours, I'm a little warmer to it, but I probably still will not end up picking it up. Uh, Hutch has also made a good point that it comes out like the week before Fallout 4. So, yeah, I'm going to buy Fallout 4 instead. That's where my $60 is going to go. Other than that, I played Sublevel Zero for a couple more hours because I I really do want to do an article for that. I actually did a stream for once, which never happens for me. Um, But, yeah, that's it. That, that's it for me. Barn door? I think we, mm-hmm. st- we, we started with Brandon. Oh, I'm Scott. sorry. I, I blacked out when Barn door went. 
This is this section has been going on so long, I forgot where we started. Well, cool. Uh, we have a good segue though, because we've all played Star Wars Battlefront. Uh, the beta has been extended, so if you are, yeah. if you're listening, mm-hmm. um, well, actually, if you're listening to this audio only, it's gonna it's gonna die the day that our audio goes up. So get home real quick and play the last minutes of it if you haven't. Um, I'm, I'm actually happy that it's got a couple more days. I'd like to dip into it a little further and maybe try out the the starter mode. Um, but it, they must have had good response. If they're going to extend it, that's that's pretty good for them. I'm, yeah. I am at least I will give them some credit for just doing a full open beta. Yeah, you know, at least for a few days. Like I, I would much rather be able to just play what is effectively a demo. Uh, yeah. Without having to pay for it, you know, and being able to actually get a taste of the game. So I like I wish more games would do that. You know, put out an open beta that. At least runs for several days. Like I would love if the open beta ran longer, um, just to try it out more, play with some friends, you know, see if it's worth my money. Sure. Yeah, I like that. I also enjoyed the the Black Ops Three beta because of that. Yeah, I d- actually did not or, play the Black Ops Three beta. How long did the Black Ops Three beta go? For? No, that's a lie. Didn't I it did go for like that. a week or two? Was like I know week? it started on PS4 and then it went to three uh, Xbox One and PC. Yeah, actually, if if you had bought any game since the original Black Ops, uh, you got into the beta on Steam no, for free. No, it was Black Ops 2 onwards. Was it, was it 2? Okay. I, yeah. I had it in my library, and I did end up playing a bunch of it. And, like, it was fun during beta, but it was another one of those games that's like, okay, I kind of see where this is going, but this is not enough of... This is not enough of a change in like your paradigm for me to spend another sixty dollars on that. Uh, I would I'm, I wouldn't say sixty dollars, but I would disagree in that it feels like the most like arcadey Call of Duty, and yeah. that's where like Call of Duty is the most fun. It's when it's you know the arcade multiplayer shooter. Yeah, that and, makes sense. But yeah, I I mean I only had the most fun using the shotguns, which were fucking amazing in that beta. It felt like with that beta specifically, they had pulled a lot of stuff from other places. Like the wall running was like just right out of Titanfall. I don't care. It's fun. Well, Titanfall's <laughs> going to leave beta sometime soon, you guys, and it's going to be really, really good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I still play Titanfall. I forgot I mentioned, forgot to mention I played Titanfall uh, as well this week. 96 hours Titanfall this week? Yeah. Ex- I, I, I don't even mention it because I have so many hours in it now. Yeah, I mean, so. you want to brag. I mean, that makes sense. I don't want to brag about it. <laughs> so, But, yeah, that's total sarcasm for people that don't know. But I <laughs> Yeah, so if you but I'm sure a... some people are playing. I think it's probably like 25 people that are probably still playing that. Yeah, uh, Chess is probably still ranked number one <laughs> on the comp leaderboards for that. Or Man. was that Black Ops Two that he well, was? Did, did we ever fight? Like, did Titanfall like sell enough, or was it like a fail? Considered a failure? No, uh, they have said that they're already working on Titanfall Two, but they have no like okay. potential re- release date or like platforms announced. It's just it's in the works, and it's it's not a bad game. But no, 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 I never thought it's just meant. I just didn't know because of how the build up for it, and then how quickly it was over. I just didn't know if they ended up selling. I feel like to. that's how every big online shooter at this point works. Yeah, like, you're, right. you're right. Like, you're right. I feel like, like because we don't necessarily know either way, they probably didn't like they didn't knock it out of the park. Sure, but they're but not going to tell you they didn't because. <clears throat> They still want the next one to like be able to be a thing. I'm right. typing is was Titanfall a financial success into Google? So I'll know in a minute. Go, you guys can continue though. Uh, I picked it up on like what was it? It was some kind of seasonal sale, and it was five dollars, and I still never got it because it had like thirty gigabytes of sound data. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, I mean, the install process for that was like download a ridiculous amount of data and then extract yeah. thirty more gigs, and then at one point they gave all of the DLC. <clears throat> forever away it was like oh, here's all the dlc oh, yeah. period yeah. free which was nice like i'm not gonna bitch about free dlc because that's awesome but i'm glad i didn't buy it it also seemed like a kind of a last-ditch effort with that game like well maybe if we give this away people will play it and it wasn't a bad game it wasn't very there. good either so 
Anyways, moving on. Uh, Riot has asked pro League of Legends players to remove uh, the G2A sponsor logos <clears throat> from its tournaments. Um, so this this is kind of a weird one. This is the the internet does not seem to be happy about Riot's request for this. Um, like this this affects Cloud Nine. It affects Counter Logic Gaming. It affects H Two K. They sponsor a lot of the huge you know biggest teams. So you see sports like yeah. that's a lot of merch for the World Championships for them. That's sure. Uh, the thing, the thing with Riot is, is Riot is a company that does whatever they want. Even right. a lot of times, despite, uh, and I'm not saying that G2A is necessarily in the right or whatever, but Riot is is very locked, like locked down with how they handle things. And if they want some uh, sponsorship gone or they want something gone, they will get it done. And so I think a lot of the backlash is kind of like, um, you know, it's, it's it's like considered like Riot being Riot is kind of what people are saying because there's been a lot okay, of situations so- like this where it's just like if. You know, they, they really – they do kind of rule with an iron fist when it comes to, to their game and their eSport and stuff like that, which, again, that is their prerogative. But um, that time seems to kind of be the reaction from a lot of people. So, they're not, that's so what was the reasoning the, behind removing GTA, the G2A? Like what was the, the reason? The, I, I had read that uh, that like there were some people, – people selling like boosted accounts or boosting services or something on G2A. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that which, was what uh, – yeah, Riot has generally what, taken really? a very strong stance against. Yeah. And this I mean, is see. this is really not the first time the G2A has run into trouble. Like they, other no. game developers are pissed off at them because they sell keys for their games cheaper than what you might buy them on Steam or like some other sure. venue. And there are mm-hmm. obviously other like Green Man Gaming does the same thing. They Kingwin had a similar thing that they talk about in the article where yeah. they dropped a bunch of sponsorships recently. King so Win, so. It, it happens. Yeah, and I understand Riot's point of view from this. Like this is our game. Like this is how we want it to run. This is how we want our stuff to run. We don't think you're sure. doing it this way. But, like, it also kind of sucks. Like, if these sponsorships exist, that's a lot of money for possibly these players or potentially the venues. I don't know. I don't follow League. I'm not a big – I'm not a League player. I fucking hate MOBAs. Fuck you, Fed. I don't think it's it's a – like, it's not a League of Legends-specific thing. I think Riot is just – Riot can take this action because they do have so much control over their League. And, you know, they are salarying the players in the League and everything. So they they have the the agency to say – you're not going to put this logo on your on your jersey anymore. Right. People may not like it, but they can do that. Yeah, definitely. Whereas other yeah. other leagues are not necessarily centrally run, so there's not a body saying, "Hey, you can't put this on your you know on your jersey." Uh, but I, like, I think I would be surprised if Riot is like the only. The, I, I'm pretty sure they're not the only like publisher that feels this way. Mm-hmm. Like G2A has a bunch of a bunch of kind of like gray markety type stuff on there mm-hmm. that. I yeah. have to imagine most of the companies are not super happy with. Well, and I think when it, coming back to the right thing, agree. I agree with you, Brandon. But someone in, in the chat just pointed out this as well that the, part of the reason is that you know on G two A side, G two A saying, "Listen, we did everything Riot said," and then Riot's coming back with that we know we couldn't, we can't, still can't have a deal. And so what it feels like is like this is what I'm saying is that Riot wanted G two A gone regardless, whether it's for the gray market and all the other kind of stuff. They just well, maybe so, them. but G2A is going to say that regardless. Right. Oh, sure. Right? Like, G2A sure. is going to try and come out and say, like, look, we tried to work with them. So, yeah. like, obviously yeah. they're going to try and spin the PR their way. But the, sure. the fact remains that, like, so you, Riot, you can go on G2A and find this sort of thing. Like, it's – Oh, yeah. I think both, both, sides, both sides have probably legitimate points. But ultimately, like, Riot is very much in the business of protecting kind of the, the look and integrity of their league. and. Yeah. I have a feeling like I don't. I don't think they uh, are necessarily the only ones that feel this way. They're just the ones who can actually take action against it and sure. say, "Look, like we're not going to allow 
this branding on our league. And, you know, that's that's their call. Oh, yeah. They can yeah, absolutely, absolutely do it. Riot does what Riot, Riot wants. And, you know, <clears throat> like you said, it, 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 we don't really run into this because of, like you said, Riot's kind of a – not an outlier but one of the few that has, like like you said, it comes down from the top and they're like, we can do what we want. But Yeah, I mean they've, they've got friends in high places so they can basically do what they want with their yeah, game. Yeah, well, they run the most popular game in the world. <laughs> right. So it makes sense. Well, and, and they run the league. In, in most yeah. other games, the publisher is not running the league. So like – Valve wouldn't necessarily come in and say, like, you can't brand CSGO tournaments with G2A because Valve isn't right. actually running them. Sure. Now, they might, they might step in and say, like, we're not going to let you – or, like, we're not going to help fund a tournament. Like, well, we won't let a major run with G2A branding. That might happen. Right. But that's, like, very, very few publishers actually, like, control their esports scene as tightly as Riot does. Exactly. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this has some sort of ripple effect, like, in yeah. other scenes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, moving on from that, Star Citizen, their um, the Squadron Forty Two module has finally announced their voice acting cast, and it's got some big players. Gary Oldman, Jillian Anderson, and Mark Hamill are all contributing voices to Star Citizen. So now you know where all those millions of dollars that people gave them went. I never have heard people. of any of these people. Were any of these people on the Disney Channel? Uh, uh, Gary Oldman years, started or? on Gary the, Oldman. Uh, yeah. Is he on? Um, he was on. Uh, that's so Raven. Uh, that, right? Yeah, that's so Raven. He was the butler on that. He so was. Raven. Yeah, he was never on screen. He was the butler behind. Uh, you kind of heard him off screen in the kitchen, like dinner's ready, yeah. sir. And then, okay, that was it, and you never saw him. Jillian uh, Anderson was on a, a very small show that ran on Fox for about one season called X Files. X Files, right? Yeah, yeah it, it was kind didn't of didn't do very flop. well. Um, and Mark Hamill, I think he was an ice skater. I'm pretty sure. Oh, nice that's game. right. Yeah, He's Hamill the one who got hit uh... with the uh, with the beam on his ankle and it got broke during yeah. the Olympics. <laughs> Mark Hamill. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Mark Hamill from the Naked Brothers band, or oh, uh, well, yeah. he did that. That was a side project for him. So okay, okay. How many? What did Star Citizen? <laughs> Star Citizen the one that had the most funding of any game ever? Or it's is made that... like seventy million dollars in crowdfunding okay. at this I, point. It started on Kickstarter and then they did like a post Kickstarter like crowdfunding, and they've made that's more right. money than ever. It's um, what's his face that did the Wing Commanders that his name just went out of my yeah, head. Yeah, that's right. Uh, crap, I can't believe his name went out of my head. Um, it's all right. No yeah, one cares about Wing Commander him. anymore. Yeah. Well, Mark Hamill was in Wing Commander three or four. I don't know. I have it in my origin library. I saw. Speaking of uh, Star Citizen, I'm gonna put this in chat. But I saw Jeff Gersman tweet out this the other day: mm. the completionist package. <laughs> you can have the completionist. Oh, Jesus Christ! For a measly fifteen thousand dollars. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What? That's more than what? my what? what? Like, what does that give you? <laughs> like, does I mean, does I'm the dev the come ships. There's a lot of ships. You? I'm not gonna lie, but I. But I mean, oh well, it comes I, with the when Star I saw that. I was novella. like, you know what? This game is never going to be for me. No, like, clearly, this game is never going to be for me. I mean, crazy. well, it does give you beta access. That's pretty nice. I mean, <laughs> you get that beta for fifteen thousand. Listen, listen. I can really try to put a down payment on a house I want to get, or I can get into the Star Citizen beta, <laughs> and I think I know what my financial advisor is going to tell me. Go all in. I mean, um, if you're, you're if like if you've been waiting for, <laughs> if you've been waiting for the next uh, big space sim or whatever, I mean, I guess I get it. I, no, I don't. I, I literally don't. I I love video games <laughs> and fifteen thousand dollars to buy into anything ever. Like that's. Learn just said this is a one percenter game, and I couldn't agree more. If you're in, if you're in the top one percent, this is for you. It it just seems like 
That's nuts. I, when this game was announced, I wanted to be super stoked for it. And then Elite Dangerous came out and was playable within, like, a reasonable amount of time with the features they had said, like, okay, we're going to do this. Uh, and you and we talked about it. this in previous podcasts, but there's just no way, no, no matter how good this juggernaut of a game is when it comes out, and it will con- constantly be worked on, I'm sure, for, for the next however many years when it's available – you know, when when you set up expectations with something like that high, it just it just it's in human nature, right, to not be fully satisfied. Like it could be really good, and people will still be like, yeah. the, "No, a game not that has a fifteen thousand dollar pre order can never be good well, enough that, to validate yeah, that sure, cost, 15, like, ever." That's I'm not a thing that can in happen. General, by the time this thing actually gets going, you know what I mean? People are actually playing it regularly, right? Uh, and actually, I agree. Like, I think there's some people in chat right now that are saying, "No Man's Sky is going to piss on them." Like, that is a game that has promised, like. 18 quintillion planets yeah, for you to ex- <laughs> explore by yourself and will launch, I would assume, at like 30 to $50 because it's uh, Hello Games who makes like the stuff like uh, Joe Danger and their games are really fun and it seems like the guys that work there are cool. But like that game, it seems like a better experience. Who would, like You're going to get that game for $40 and have infinite planets to explore and you're going to have Star Citizen where you can pre-order it for 15000 and you'll have whatever they decide to put, give you. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So we'll. I mean, we'll see I how that plays out. I mean, to trigger out. everyone. I mean, you, you, a little bit. You triggered everyone. <laughs> that was that was a good trigger, Brandon. See, that could have been our entire "Let's get mad" this time. It's That's just like, true. It could have been. That, we should have done <laughs> good that. Thing for, we I have more to get mad about. We have even more to get salty about. But before we do that, Bethesda. Well, maybe we should be salty about this too. If uh, if you watched E3 uh, this year, especially our shit cast for E3 coverage, uh, Bethesda apparently has some concerns about Battlecry, which you may remember as the game that a very sad outfit had to show off between Doom 3 and Fallout 4. Like, how do you... What a promising game. <laughs> yeah. They're afraid that it will not live up to um, the quality standards that Bethesda has come to expect, which that seems like kind of maybe an, an overstatement from them because some of their games are buggy at launch. But if you watched E3... It was it was not a game that instilled a lot of confidence or like a big draw. Like I watched our tw- uh, the Twitter feeds and it was just like, oh cool, and now I can take a nap before they announce Fallout Four because it's it's just another. I mean, it's it's Overwatch, it's Battleborn, but yeah. but by a company that's not really known for those type of games. So understandably, they have some concerns. They're still moving forward with it apparently, but they're they're not sure that it's quite where it needs to be. I think basically I read into this like don't expect it to come out anytime soon. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean the the good side of this you would hope is like if it's not meeting their internal standards then that means <laughs> like well they're just not going to put it out until they think it's And you like, know what the response Brandon They have said? to think it they have to think it's good before like they they think we will think it's good. But so. Brandon, think about all the really concerned Battlecry fans out there dude who aren't going to get their game, dude. Like think about them. <laughs> Yeah, right there's... now, if if Nikon was here, he could play the crickets uh, sound effect <laughs> for the <laughs> Battlecry fans. All nine people, or like people, yeah, good. that are really excited. Like the thing uh, was, if you looked at it at E3, like, yeah, okay. like the the footage they showed looked really early. The character animations were not very good. Like the concept of the game was yeah. incredibly basic, even compared to something like Overwatch. And not to be- like Bethesda's downside, like they've had other bigger games in development so like if that was like a side project that makes sense but then why would you choose to announce it when you're announcing your biggest games like doom or fallout 4 yeah i mean i think like that of course it's not going to compare to games that have the legacy of doom and fallout like i think it's i think it's good that they're making a new ip like that's a that's already kind of a risk when they could just bet on their big franchises that they know are going to be successful 
but like no there's been like so little hype about this game it seems like yeah. almost no one cares about it and maybe it is best for them to you know kind of like rethink some of it and launch it i don't know maybe at a less crowded time put some polish on it change the direction of it like it just seems battle battle cry seems like a game that i actually couldn't even tell you like what the game is i can't remember if i've played it cuz i feel like there are a lot of games that kind of seem like it or are named like it yeah and i yeah, like it seems it, it just is it. like it like blends in with everything right now yeah like with battleborn that's the big one from Oh crap! The developers went out of my head. Oh, this uh, gearbox. Yeah, gearbox, and it looks really good. Like we saw it at PAX Prime, and it looks fun, and people were super excited for it. It's it's in that vein of game. Overwatch from Blizzard is obviously a big draw that people are excited about, and it falls into that same kind of pattern of like squadron based shooter games. But it doesn't look good in comparison. So I hope Can they I give it a just say I think Battlecry is a bad uh, game. It is. It's a bad game. I, it's a bad game name. Yeah. yeah. Isn't Battlecry just multiplayer and Battleborn is single player? No, Battleborn like, is the same type of game. Like they're both like a squad based shooter capture. Like it's huh. they're the same. They're the same type of game, and they have a very similar name. And one is one looks like Battleborn looks pretty good. I'm, I actually just got a message the other day about like, hey, maybe you'll get into the the beta test. I'm looking forward to playing that. Battlecry, after seeing it, not so much. So we'll we'll see. Uh, but let's. Hmm. Let's move on to a couple quick hits real quick. Um, the Speaking of League of Legends, we talked about earlier, League of Legends quarterfinals are going to be aired on BBC this year. Um, what? Yeah. So Get ready gonna, for a lot of angry British people on the Twitters. They're, they're going to be confused. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're going to they're gonna air that on BBC as well as live streaming on, uh, I believe, the BBC's website. Um, hmm. we, we talked about this, was it last week or the week before? We talked about CSGO being on TBS. So this is mm-hmm. more esports being on general television whether that's a good thing or not we'll see i don't i don't know i just i don't i still don't understand the trying to push <laughs> push the esports into the into the older older style you know media formats i just don't i don't know yeah, it could be good i mean i don't think it's necessarily bad i just don't i feel like this the experiment has is constantly being tried i guess it's good i guess it's good for esports in the sense of um you know it's more visibility maybe there'll be a few people that'll be like hey this is interesting but by and large, I feel like uh, until that older generation dies off and people, you know what I mean? That, I mean that. Not to say that I'm <laughs> hoping that they die off, but you know, eventually uh, it'll just be, you know, the, the kids that are growing up now, esports and you know, competitive gaming is just synonymous with like what they what they grew up with. So right, and it'll I, change. I don't know if forcing it down people's throats who don't really care about it, who are still alive, really matters. I mean, I, mean? I, I think it it comes back to like what we talked about when we talked about CS:GO on TBS. I think that. This old media, this old medium, well, not even old, it's a modern medium. Television is now trying to grapple with the fact that more and more people are watching things online. And they're not quite sure how to do that. Hint, right. it's put your regular content on your fucking website to watch at the same time. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So but they then that would stuff. eat into their, you know. I mean, it would stuff. to an extent, but they're trying to attract a group of people that are web savvy. Sure to their older platform, which not a lot of people are going to do. So, like, put your regular yeah. content online rather than taking no- online content and put it back into your old format is, is what I would oh, think I, is the better decision. I think it's that complicated, but... Well, I, I will be glad when we just have, like, more of this happening on TV so that it's not news every time. Yeah. That's a good point, like, too. Like, I actually... I, I just... It's so... At least to me, like maybe I'm biased because obviously, like, I work for... Well, you're for, definitely biased, but... I sure. work for a streaming platform, but, like, it just... it. <laughs> 
it's like why okay let's take let's take this content that like there's a big audience for already and let's put it on this like region locked tv platform so that like a handful of people can watch it there yeah right it's like all of the people that can watch it there can already watch it so it's just like it seems i don't know i i'm i'm curious what the motivation is it's- aside from aside from just like well, here, here's what the kids are watching, so we need to we need to like start putting it on our stuff. Like it's good. I think TV can TV gives it legitimacy in kind of the traditional media's eyes. But in terms of people actually watching it, it's like who who is going to watch it over the places they can already watch it? Right. Like I don't. I, I, I don't, again, it's the whole legitimacy thing. Like I don't need traditional media validating esports look at the money look at the growth like, yeah. like we don't we already have it we have our like we have proven that esports is very successful uh, was born online and, and, and is online like, like the, the other the other thing if i can just like rant for a second <laughs> the other thing is this content like the esports content right now is generally all available for free exactly do you really want the oh, the pay-per-views like, are coming. Do you want, do you want legitimacy where, like, you yeah. can't watch your NFL team because the tickets didn't sell out so the game's blacked out? Yeah, like, do you, want, do you want the like the, all of the awful things that come with real legitimacy where, like, you can't watch programming you want? Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's, freaking... no, that's true. No, if, if you're totally right, Brandon. That's going to be coming like, if it's successful in any form. If you're, like, 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 if you're a hockey fan, for example – uh, if if you don't have cable and you want to do um, NHL's like game center or whatever, if it's a if it's a local game, like you can't fucking watch it because it's blacked out by other networks. Yeah, that's insane. Like Dan used to do that. He would VPN into another state to watch a Penguins <laughs> game because it was blacked out on the NHL's official fucking way to watch your hockey game. That's insanity. Yeah, I just like we, people need to be careful what they wish for. Because I think right now is actually the best we can hope for, where there's a lot of great content happening all the time. You can watch it free worldwide. Yep. And like the you know the entrenched media market does not work that way. So I worry about when I see you know like uh, older media companies coming in and, and wanting to show this stuff. Like a lot of people are so desperate for the added legitimacy that that kind of the news of them carrying this big tournament or whatever offers, right. but like. The, the future there could be actually way worse from a fan experience perspective than what we have now. Yeah. Yeah. I totally Definitely. agree. I can't wait. Listen, to be honest, I cannot wait till uh, HBO does the pay-per-view. It's going to be Fatality versus <laughs> Pasha Biceps 1v1 <laughs> on, uh, you know, on AWP India. And it's going to be crazy. And it's going to be $60. <laughs> and it's going to be you're going to go in. You're going to everyone's going to pay a little bit. They're all going to come over to your house. They'll give you $5 so you can pay the 60 bucks. And that's the future, Brandon. I agree. I think we're going there. No, I mean, but in all seriousness, yeah, you, you got to be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Again, we don't need the legitimacy of old media. I don't, you know, yeah. we don't need it. No, we, we have we have the internet. We're, we're <laughs> happy with that. There's there's just a little bit of money being made in esports. Just a, a bit. Just a, a little bit. Yeah, we, I mean. Fine. I mean, what the Invitational or the International gets like what twelve or fourteen dollars to give away every year to the biggest Dota players? So yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's there's no money behind internet That's esports. Just let us let us let us make our peanuts over here, guys. <laughs> All right, CD Projekt Red, uh, Arthur Quick Hit has said that Cyberpunk 2077 uh, is far bigger than The Witcher Three. Which, if you've played The Witcher Three, that game is ridiculously enormous. Um, I personally am really excited for Cyberpunk 2077. That's a really cool universe 
to experience a game in. And as much as I like like old school like traditional D and D style RPGs like Witcher Three, I'm pretty excited for a far flung future one from CD Projekt Red. Um, I I don't know how big that means that game will be. It's actually kind of terrifying to think about how large that game will be. It might just be them saying that is like you know Witcher Three was big, but our new game is gonna be bigger. Well, the thing that makes you me know? think that there's some some validity to that statement is they've already said, well, we're not even going to really talk about this game for two more years. So think about how far PC hardware could go in the next two years and how big that game could be as a result. Like that could be a a staggeringly large game. Yeah. This game is still so far out that like, I believe them, but I also have no idea what that actually looks like because there are so few real details about the game. I like that and trailer, like, that slow mo trailer with the sexy robot girl, right? I was gonna say, I mean, I like the I like the art with like the kind of mechanical girl with yeah. blood all over her. Like, I think that's cool imagery, <laughs> but I don't. It doesn't actually tell me what the game yeah. is. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a game that we're probably not even gonna hear any real details about until next E three. But knowing CD Projekt Red's track record with RPGs, I'm preemptively excited for it. This seems like a really big promise to make. Like, oh yeah, this is so much bigger than our last ridiculously huge game. Um, see if they deliver on that. I mean, I think what what I hope and what it seems like is CD Projekt Red will hopefully continue. Like, Witcher Three allows them to make another big bet. Like, they've made enough money off of that that they can yeah. afford to take their time with their next game. And I would love to see their reputation turn into like you know they they release big games very occasionally almost right. like a almost like a rockstar type reputation mm-hmm. where like they don't necessarily release a lot of games but when they do you know they're going to be worth your money like you know right. they're going to be polished and that's what i hope for out of this game is i don't care how long it takes but just impress me the way you impressed me with witcher 3 yeah yeah that makes sense another cyberpunk game that's really early in development is the new game from the lords of the fallen devs the surge which is oh, another yeah. cyberpunk kind of like, you know, we've only got some concept art at this point, but uh, I would love to play a cyberpunk Souls kind of game. Yeah, that would maybe get me to play a Souls game for more than about six hours. Like, I've I've put about six or seven hours into the original Dark Souls, and I'm like, well, this is definitely not for me. And not that I don't, like, I understand why people like it, and it, I, I think that uh, Sean, our web dev, makes a really good point, saying, like, if if you took the original Zelda and games developed and evolved from that, like, if that, if the Zelda franchise had evolved the same way, from its first game, you would have Dark Souls Zelda. Because if you go back and play the original Zelda on NES, it's brutal. Like, you can go anywhere you want. You can kind of, like, you can find the last dungeon before you even find the first one. And that's a yeah. lot of how Dark Souls works. So if you were looking for, like, that original Zelda-esque experience, Dark Souls is really your your best possible game to go to. But it's also very daunting for new players. Well, I'm, well let's talk about Lords of the Fallen. That, compared to a Souls game, is very, very, like, streamlined and more casual That's well casual in the sense that you can't go everywhere that you want to you have to go one area at a time which i'm not saying that like i want the surge to be like easy with its cyberpunk or like more restrictive you know yeah but, that, uh, that makes sense and we'll, I mean, we'll see what comes from it so. yeah all right guys we're gonna take a quick 90 second break and we'll be right back and we'll get pissed off about other stuff because we haven't done that enough. We've so actually far. already been triggered pretty pretty well by like two esports uh, on BBC and uh, the tweet that Brandon had about Star Citizen's 15k package. So yeah, so this is pretty solid. Let's just be angry for the rest of the cast. I'm um, done. Anger is something I love tapping into. Let's just just, just tap right in. All right, guys, we're gonna run a commercial for 90 seconds. We'll be right back. 
<laughs> oh man. You know Did what? Did you play any uh, Lords of the Fallen, Hex? Crap, I knew you were going to ask me something as soon as I started to go away. Uh, no, I didn't actually. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow, okay. He's trying to go away, dude. He's done. Dude, I'm fine. I need to pee. Okay, Leave me alone. Yeah, Fuck you. Ahead. Jesus. Get out. Now we can talk about him. Did he leave? Oh, yeah. I can see. He's gone. <laughs> uh, no, he didn't play any Lords of the Fallen. He's a pussy for not liking Dark Souls, dude. <laughs> Even though I've never touched Dark Souls. And I know that oh, I'm waiting on the stream. One day. God. One day. I don't man. care how cancer the chat is. It's going to happen. I just wouldn't look at the chat if I ever played Dark Souls. I would just like – I would have you with me or something, maybe in a Skype call. And then when I'd be like really stuck, you could I be like, fly oh, over. do this. Or yeah, do that. Just sit with me. I feel like a couch stream with you playing Dark Souls with me, I would have fun. But playing it by myself, I don't know. I don't know if that would be fun. Even on your own time, like not on stream. Just or yeah, that. maybe, yeah. Maybe I would yeah. do that. Brandon, you never played Dark Souls, have you? Do you play that, I have not played Dark Souls. Mm. Oh my fuck. <laughs> it's one of, so it's one of those games that I, like I've heard so much about it and I know the reputation it has and I know people like are religious about that game. Yeah. And I told myself I wasn't going to play the first one because, like, the second one was about to come out. And I was like, I don't really want to play the first one and have to, like, use DS Fix and, fit, like, sort of figure out all of the ways you make the first one playable on PC. And the second uh, one came out and people were like, oh, the first one's better. You know, like, that's the, the yeah. true – you get, like, your factions of people when it comes to franchises like that. Yeah, and that's just basically – yeah, I basically just – I've never – it's easy for me to just not play it when I like I don't know what I'm missing, you know. Yeah. I've, I've watched yeah. people play it. I've never actually played it myself. You know, I, I would say that DS Fix is relatively like simple to get going, but it's. Uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. You'd rather it's, just go. And right it's into also it. like the thing is for me, it's kind of it's similar to The Witcher. Like I didn't play Witcher one or two, but then the third one came out, and the hype was so big by then that oh, like, yeah. I bought The Witcher three, and I played through it, and I've. You know, I enjoyed my well. I've enjoyed my time with it. I'm I've only like I don't know twenty twenty five hours in. I haven't gone back to it, but it's one of those games that I feel like I can just I can wait until one like a refined experience on PC that everyone thinks is like as good as the original one. Hmm. Well, hopefully with Dark Souls three, it's uh, it's looking like that. Yeah. Well, who knows that the third one a lot of times is that like it's refined and it's kind of. Yeah, yeah. Com- comes back to the the promise of the original. Like, I, I would love to play Dark Souls. Uh, it's just that I it's it's easy for me to ignore it until, uh, like, until the next one comes out or something. Yeah, it I seems mean, like you know, gotcha. the other uh, the other thing that could happen is it could be Mass Effect, where the second one is the best one, and then I have to worry about mm. the third one. Yeah. That's another could be uh, it could be Dead Space, where one's really mm. good, two's. <laughs> The best, and then three is just a giant He's middle garbage. finger. <laughs> oh, I could. Ugh. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah. Let's get into the. Yeah, let's dive into let's why we're mad this week. I mean, let's get more gonna... pissed than we already are. Yeah. <laughs> this one's great. This one's just great because of the kind of insanity of. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. I'll just I'll this just read crazy. Metal Gear Online Insurance Microtransactions. Insurance microtransactions <laughs> yes. for your virtual stuff. You, you can buy with real money the ability real money. to make sure that your fictional place that you go back to <laughs> is secure because you're so, too lazy to play the game. So basically so you can raid heaven. Yeah, yeah you I was going to raid it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. So a mechanic in Metal Gear Solid 5 is that you can 
have you can invade other people's bases and take their stuff and people can do the same to you and basically what you're doing with this in- insurance policy microtransaction is you it's like a it's a monthly fee right it's uh it's like a insurance policy periodically paid to if someone raids your base and takes your supplies mm. you you keep all of your supplies like they're duplicated they get what they took they've taken but nothing happens to you <laughs> That's that the so if you care that much. Scheme. That's pretty nutty. You know what they should have done though? They really should have tied this into like a real insurance company, like Geico, or <laughs> they, they missed a huge opportunity. They missed a sponsorship opportunity. Yeah, dude, State Farm or something. Like all they could have really gone gone all out, and then like somehow, like yeah, let like, us give you let us give you a free quote, and you get three months of in-game insurance for that's free. What I mean. <laughs> An insurance company somewhere really dropped the ball. When, when the store page, are talking. you in good hands? <laughs> yeah, that's that's truly a terrifying future. God, like, <laughs> you know, it doesn't like it would make even a little bit more fundamental sense if the person that raided your base didn't actually get to keep everything. Like, right? It's just yeah. it's that's you're paying for item dupes. No, no, no. That's no. That is like I mean, that, that's how insurance works. Insurance. Yeah, like they that's, get to keep what like when someone true. steals is, from no. you. If you have like a valuable property insurance policy, right. someone steals something from you, they just reimburse you for the like for replacing it. Yeah. So yeah, I get the premise true. makes sense, but I feel like this is <laughs> scary. It's like precedent. it's like too far to the it's like too far into the realm of real life. It's one of those things that like you think is is interesting and cool because it mimics the way real life works, but then you realize that like I'm not going. Like, how ridiculous is it that I'm going to pay real money so that I don't lose my virtual items? Right. Exactly. And, and like, I think, right. I think it would be fine if you can pay whatever the the currency is in game for this. But it's, from what I can tell, only a paid service. Like that's the problem I have is yeah. when it's very clearly, from what I can tell, it's very clearly a money grab. I mean, yeah. There are games that do in game insurance really well, like. The the most shiny example I can think of of how in-game insurance works, at least in my limited playtime with it, is EVE Online. Like, you take out insurance on your ship. If your ship gets blown up in low-sec space, you have enough money to buy a new ship and you keep playing the game. That works but really well. you pay well. for that with in-game currency, no? And that's why it works well, because you're using right. ISK to pay your insurance policy off. Like, it's not like you can pay fi- – well, can you buy ISK with money? I can't remember. It's been so long since I played EVE. But – like you're not it's not like okay well for five dollars a month we'll insure every ship that you buy like no you pay with the in-game currency (sighs) i don't have a problem with insurance as a concept in a game sure that is going to be persistent like i think especially an mmo or something or i mean like eve it makes sense like you you would take out an insurance policy because you're like living a a certain thing in the game it can make sense but i think saying like hey the only way you can get this insurance is by giving us real money every month is where it absolutely breaks down for me. Right. Yeah, Because that's saying, like, it doesn't matter how much you play the game. Because, like, with people that play EVE, I have to imagine a lot of the people playing EVE all the time, same people, same as, like, the people that play WoW. Uh, like, when you can get in-game time through playing the game, the game can just become free because you're spending so much time in it right. that like you have extra money to spend on things like insurance or like buying in-game time for yourself. But this is just saying like it doesn't actually matter how much you play. You still have to pay us for this insurance service. 
Yeah, and I yeah. think I think chat makes a good point that Konami just has basically given their middle finger to the games industry at this point. Like yeah. they're gonna go make pachinko machines that they've already announced like a Metal Gear Solid Five themed pachinko machine. No, I think you're thinking of the Silent Hill slot machine that came out right after hot off the cancel of PT or the cancel of Silent Hills. <laughs> I am ninety nine percent sure that they have said there's gonna be a Metal Gear one as well. Like, really? Yeah, I'll like play the shit out of that. they're oh, already man. ready to be like, well, fuck you. We want your money from slot machines, and now we want your money from the game in the exact same way. And that's super uh, shitty. Maybe this is just a joke, and they don't think anybody's going to do it. Also, you know, like, Who knows? I don't know. With Metal <laughs> Gear Five, I like Metal Gear as a franchise. I think Metal Gear is a great franchise, and I've played. I admittedly only finished the first two, played some of the third one. Nothing about Five makes that I've seen people stream or I've seen people talk about make me think it's a Metal Gear game. Like it, it does not make me want to play uh, it at all. <laughs> go, yes, Kazen. Go ahead. Just had a, I an aneurysm. I got nothing. Uh, you, know. you agree, or you don't? Have I it? immediately disagree, but nothing immediately comes to my head. Like I think about yeah, the cardboard boxes, and I think about the water gun that you can spray in guards' eyes, and I think about if you throw a magazine and it hits their head, yeah. it'll knock out a guard. Stuff like that is Metal Gear to me. All of the, all those little elements of Metal Gear are there. Like those little like those little cool things from Metal Gear exist in the yeah, game, and that's really awesome. About story and stuff, right? Well, not even demonstrably about story, but like I always go back to the original, like Metal Gear Solid. Well, not the original Metal Gear Solid for the PS One. It was a very specifically stealthy game. Like the way yeah. that the stealth worked in it was. I mean, revolutionary for the time, but watching people play Metal Gear Solid Five, uh, it doesn't seem like that kind of stealthy game, and that's what I oh, expect. Oh no, 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 it, no! Okay, is it? so you or, haven't played Metal Gear Solid Five? Are we now getting mad about something I just want, else? I yeah, we've transitioned to being angry about other things mad now. Section. Uh, <laughs> 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 I just to say honestly, I've I've got about forty hours in, and if it's you're going to hmm, fuck. You, of course, the option's there to go loud, but it's terrible. It's much easier to go stealth. I guarantee you that the focus on stealth is still there. Okay. And, like, you're not going to go into a mission with a fucking minigun in Metal Gear Solid Five. And see, maybe that's, maybe that's where my disconnect is, is that most of the things that I've seen of people playing Metal Gear are, like, the go-in guns blazing thing. Like, okay, that's not what I want. From, I want a Metal Gear game that, like... And I played, you know, I played Ground Zeroes, and that that felt to me like, okay, if I get caught, I'm I'm literally fucked. Like, I have no idea oh, yeah. what I'm going to do. I didn't see a lot of that from who I've watched play Metal Gear Solid Five, and I admittedly have not played that game because I I haven't yet. I don't have I don't have time to play that game. Uh, it doesn't look bad. It's a time-consuming game. It just doesn't seem, from what I've watched of people play or, or read about it, like the same experience I would have from Metal Gear Solid 1 and maybe it's just that the game has evolved since like when I was super into it I would agree with that so if let's can, well, let's I get back get, to what we're actually mad if about if I can I just want to I want to read a line here from oh. the Konami page oh boy just, I don't know why it makes me as mad as it does <laughs> oh god but it just says your FOVs are always at risk of coming under attack and then in bold now you can rest easy with FOB insurance paid service. <laughs> oh. God. Yeah, that's pretty rough. Yeah, uh, that's, that's, ang- uh, that's just anger-inducing. Jeez. It's, uh, it's worth mentioning that uh, while this like, service is available with Metal Gear Online, this, the, the FOB stuff is completely separate from the squad-based like, multiplayer online, like Metal Gear Online. You're right. This right. is like event missions in the game. So. Okay. Also, I mean, it is like real insurance because there's things that are not covered that we should also mention. So it really, I mean, it really is merely real insurance. <laughs> it, abductive staff being held on the brig are not covered. 
wounded staff, staff use in defense of the FOB, and nuclear nuclear weapons. And doesn't cover nuclear covered, weapons. Which is a pretty big... A carve-out clause for nukes. <laughs> I mean, is there like an extended package <laughs> that I can purchase print. to I protect my nukes? Like, I, I will pay the extra insurance for my nukes. Oh, man. Well, Konami, thankfully, is not the only shitty game company that's trying to make money off of microtin injections where they don't belong. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, which is an Xbox One exclusive for at least six months, and will eventually come to PC, which is already a shit in the face for PC gamers for the last game that came out on all platforms at all times that just got bought into uh, timed exclusivity, has announced that there will be 300 different microtransactions for you to play the game with. In case you, in case you really hate unlocking things in a game and experiencing them as you would naturally do so, you just throw some money at it and then go faster through the game. That is staggering. Yeah, (sighs) yeah. Kanezen just shit himself. Yeah, (laughs) just reading this. Ruined I just my noticed, chair. did your camera just turn off, or was has it been off for a while? It's been off for a while. Oh, okay. oh it's been off. It started glitching. I just oh, okay. turned it off. Okay. I mean, the other the thing the thing to mention here though is that these can be acquired with in-game currency. So it's I'm going to withhold most of my judgment here, just because if if like they can be bought with with when there's 300, these aren't going to be like crazy expensive. So sure. if they're just things you can buy a bunch of with in-game currency, but then they're like. I don't know, 20 cents each, or like you can buy 50 of them for a few dollars or something. Like, I don't know. It all depends on the pricing and like how they actually set it up. So here's the thing about this specific article that really frustrates me about this is that there are two different types of these customization cards. Basically the way that's going to work is you, you buy customization cards for your Laura Croft in your game and the way that you use them changes your play experience so there's two different kinds there's like a hollow foil rare charizard card that you would have wanted when you were like 12 (laughs) like that you can buy and you can use it that provides the the strongest or strangest effects then they have unlimited uses so you buy them once which leads me to believe they will be more expensive probably significantly so um and they make you superman essentially but then there are also less powerful common cards which you use once which means I think I could see where that could be a good idea. Like, man, I'm really stuck at this one point of the game. I just want to pay like a dollar and get past it because I really am into the story or into the gameplay. Okay, I could see maybe a little bit of that. But this just uh, – oh, this me irks cringe, me. But, like, yeah. it rubs me the wrong say, way. I actually have uh, more of a problem with that than Yeah, anything. I can't get past yeah. it than that. Than I have a, I have a something. problem with any time you're paying for something that's like limited use in in the game. This whole schema for this game, it's already insulting enough it's not being launched on all platforms, considering it was on all platforms last time. But this is just, it's gross. It's just gross. Yeah, it's it's pretty, it's one of the more um, kind of just, yeah, in your face, like, like, I don't know how they expect, um, I don't know who this news is for. I mean... I don't know. I, again, I guess we'll have to see, like, how, how recently was this announced? This was on the 7th. So I don't know if it'll be, like, a lot of backlash or people give it, give enough shit about the Tomb Raider franchise anymore to be like, this is ridiculous. But, um, yeah, just even you saying that, Hex, you being like, yeah, uh, if you can't get past this part, you can buy an item to, like, I just, I, I can't, mean, I can't do that. There have definitely been oh, games. Oh, I can't beat the game. There oh, have, $1. There have been games that I have, it's like, too hard. gotten to a point and been like, eh, fuck it, I don't care. But maybe sure. if I could have spent, like, I don't know, a quarter to beat the fucking bot, like, something super cheap, maybe I would have done that. 
but still, it's so scummy. No, you're, 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 I like, don't like that at all. That is, you are wrong. That's that is even the, worse. That is like the cheaper. actual worst thing. Because then, here's, <laughs> yeah, the, here's yeah. the thing. The, so. Because then the developer is incentivized to, to make things hard, hard to beat, okay, so you have to right. spend money. See, I can so, see like, that. So like, I don't, I don't have a. Yeah. I don't disagree with you conceptually that like yes, there are some times where I might pay a small amount of money to pass a hard part in a game, but it's not. It's not. It's the fact that like once you've accepted that as as like a thing that you can put in the game, the developer then has a perverse incentive to make the game harder so that you have to spend money. See, that I did not consider, and now that you've said that, I, I completely agree with you. Like, oh yeah, you're right. No, everyone would just, it would be like old arcade games. Like, this is so impossible. Give me sure. another quarter to give it a shot. Give me 46 quarters to beat the original Metal Slug. Like, that... Uh. Yeah, that no, I now that's, understand. That's the yeah. funny thing is that like the there are actually a lot of parallels between free to play and like old arcade machines arcade, yeah. where yeah. there like is an incentive to make you spend more quarters and so you make the game harder so that you can make more money. Yeah. Like that's that's yeah. Like that's Start that's that a slippery slope. Quarters. Well, blow through the game. I mean, Chad has a good point. Do it the cheaper way. Like, if if that's how you're going to play your game, just watch someone else play it. Like, watch it on Twitch. Watch a Let's Play. And don't even pay for the game at that point. That, ugh. This is gross, and I don't like it. I'm, yeah. Can I'm I, just sad can I just now. Point out, can I just point out the clickbait as fuck PC Gamer article? PC Gamer confesses our secret shame. Do you guys see that to the right? Oh, I saw yeah. it. I clicked on it. I'm actually clicking. <laughs> it literally worked on me. They got my click, and it's just they all of them... You. Saying the stuff that they're not proud of uh, when it comes to games, like one guy hates all the Diablo games, one guy doesn't care what the FPS is in a game. As one long guy as hates it's above multiplayer, 30. one guy hates single player. Like I really thought, but that that was that's a pretty solid clickbait because I I I'm in, I'm all in, dude. I definitely read this that's article like the day it was online because <laughs> did like, you? It, yeah. Like I yeah. stupidly a have Facebook yeah. and b follow them on Facebook, and it popped up and was like, oh, well, fuck, yeah. I'm gonna fall for clickbait and read this, and it was like. Just click on it. I think and the, the lesson from both of these, characters. the lesson from both of these uh, stories, I think, is you have to be really careful with launching my microtransactions. Like they can, they can be done in, in a way that is not offensive to your core customers. Yeah. That can offer kind of an additional revenue stream and you know help actually fund further development and make better games. But it also like nothing has the potential to turn your like your customer base against you the way microtransactions do. Yeah, and especially like this is already a game that people are annoyed isn't coming to everything all at once. Like this just feels like oh the knife's already in my back. Give it another twist. Like really make it hurt that this is not yeah. coming to my platform of choice right off the bat. Like yeah. Ugh. Do you think that this growing trend in you know? Disgusting microtransactions is coming from not being. I don't know if we talked about this, like this analogy, but or this relation to not being able to raise the price of video games is coming from like, well, we can't raise the price. Let's find other ways to nickel and dime. See, I don't even. Know we touched on that. that a little bit. I mean, I partially. I mean, I think maybe. maybe. I think that's part. But of you it. are like most AAA developers for a big game like this already sell like a ridiculous collector's edition for a hundred dollars or a hundred and twenty dollars, or then they give you an RC car or night vision goggles. So you can nickel and dime people because they clearly keep buying those dumb things. 
But at the same well, time, I would say I it's different because you're getting an RC car compared to you know cards to augment your life. I, I, I actually think collector's editions are like a bad analogy because those exist specifically yeah. for the hardest, like hardcore fans of the game, and you're you're generally getting like physical items that most people don't care about, but like they are arguably worth that price if you care about those items. I, I would say yes, but I worked at Best Buy when Halo Three came out. Like those Halo Three collector's editions with the Master Chief helmet, mm-hmm. and it was like a, the, after it's about a month, those were twenty nine dollars. You could buy well, them that's, on our. That's fine, but like the, it's worth what people are willing to pay. And that's true. I think a, a big physical item like that—that's like you have to remember if something like that makes a great Christmas gift or something. Sure. You know, like there are a lot of reasons that someone will buy that. Maybe buy it for someone else or. I don't know. Lots of I can see something like that. Like microtransactions are very different in my eyes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, one of our chat members said, "Go back to expansion packs." I I miss those days. Like I think Blizzard still does that really well with their big games. Like StarCraft Two. Here's the base game, and here are two expansion packs. That was the best to me because then when you bought into it, you knew what you were getting and how much you were getting. With microtransactions, it's a nickel and dime. Like, you're not getting a ton of content all the time. And some people do microtransactions really, really well. Like, I think that you can do microtransactions in a way that are totally worth buying into. This does not seem like that. I think the most, most of the ways that microtransactions are done well are for games that cost nothing up front. Right. I've, I've very rarely ever seen a game that makes people pay for it first that has microtransactions that are done smartly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. And I think that's the hard part is that like these the developers like AAA developers want to, to like turn these games into more of a recurring revenue stream, but they can't afford to make them actually free to play. Yeah. And so they want like they kind of want both sides of it, and I think that's that's what makes it really hard is like I don't know that I've seen a, a great balance of a $60 title that includes like in-game transactions, uh, like microtransactions, because the very premise of microtransactions, it, like it works best if I haven't paid anything for the game, right? I'm, like I get to choose what I want to pay for. Yeah, I mean, I think like uh, like here's the um, here's the storm. If you want to buy whatever hero you're super into, or Smite, for example, whatever god that you're ready for, or like there's a one-time purchase for Smite. It's like, hey, here's all the gods forever. Those are good ways for your free-to-play game to make some money. Because it's like, oh, I really like this game. I want to have all the options open. You know, I think Smite does it really, really well. Thirty dollars once. Here's all of the god packs. Like, here's all the gods you could possibly get. And then, if you want skins, they're like a smaller microtransaction. But the base game itself is free. When you've got a game that you're already buying $60 into and then nickel and diming you on micros on top of that, that sucks. I think the thing that I get out of this, though, is we're, we live in the era in the era right now where right microtransactions are a thing. They have been a thing for a long time. Like Brandon's saying, I agree. I tend to agree. If the game starts out free, the games that tend to – they're the ones that tend to do the microtransaction stuff the best. Uh, but what happens is it's when you give right when there's you see success like this in these AAA companies that are already making a lot of money see success like this they want a piece of this pie and when you give like an inch right they try to take a mile so it's the precedent all this stuff is setting so like the thing that's scary about this is that there is fucking online virtual insurance for like the fact that that just exists now 
other companies are going to see that. Maybe it won't. Maybe nobody will use it. But the fact that it has been put onto the playing field, you can't take it back now. You I'm, know what I mean? Like that's what scares me more. I'm calling that, it right and it's now. Gonna conti- and we're just going to continue. And there's going to be companies that continue to do it poorly. And hopefully like us consumers will be like, nope, we're not fucking – don't do that. <laughs> we're going to make sure. But I don't – I haven't seen enough that tells me that they're going to stop anytime soon. If it was that big of a hit, uh, they wouldn't be doing it. And they're going to keep trying to take as much ground as they can with stuff like that. So that's right. what's unfortunate. Right now, Sims 5 has homeowner's insurance. I'm calling yeah. it. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like, can you not see EA doing that? Like, here's our yeah. $60 game. Like, Sims 4 already $60. Didn't have a lot of content people expected. Sims 5, $60 game plus $5 a month for uh, homeowner's insurance in case your house burns down or someone runs oh, in and runs you. I'm dead serious. <laughs> oh, I could definitely see that. Absolutely think they could possibly do. It's just, yeah, it's just scary. You have to buy, like, uh, like home security systems. Yeah, for oh, like... yep, absolutely. And you can oh, buy it with in-game simoleons, but for $4, we'll give you your your home uh, your home security system and homeowner's insurance every month. <laughs> I hate yeah. to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's realistic. It's realistic to think. That's what I'm yeah, saying. That's yeah. all I'm saying is, like, you have to – there's nothing really, like, almost at this point, like, especially doing this podcast keeps us focused, like, every week on, like, what the next, like – but I, I feel like I feel like it's picked up. I feel like if anything, we're like, wow! Remember last year we were mad about some of this stuff, and I don't think it—I don't think it's gotten any better in any sense. I think it continues to get like we're continually like, wow, that's really—they're really brazen now. Like they yeah, really I think, don't care. I think some like they're kind of pushing the boundaries, maybe seeing what they can get away get with. away with, right? Yeah. Because if it doesn't make news, like if it if it doesn't hit news outlets, there's actually almost no risk to doing something like this sure. because the people that don't want it just won't buy it, but some people will buy it. Right. And like maybe it ends up being the same as like Call of Duty map packs, which right. like against like defies logic for me. But those map packs are ludicrously successful. Yeah, and they're ridiculously uh, expensive for what you get. Yeah, they are. That's why like I I have never bought one, but they do very very well, which is the only reason that <laughs> that model continues for Call of Duty. Right. Sure. But but like the if. If news outlets don't expose this behavior so that people like actually read about it and know about it, otherwise it's just like a store listing that most people never see. Yeah. So, I mean, from their perspective, like I'm, I would, lo- I'm curious to see if uh, like any of these end up being really successful behind the scenes, but you just never really hear about it after, like after the initial outrage. Yeah. 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 It's true. Are, are we mad enough? Or yeah, I think yeah, we can definitely move. On. We could talk about this for ever, for literally for forever. But we'll check in again from extra light. You uh, know what? I will. We I will scour. Even though we will have a lot to talk about that doesn't involve microtransactions next week, just for extra life. Though I will revisit this. I will check to see if there's something else that we can all get mad about. There will be something. I'm sure there will be something. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. So did Square Enix back down on the augment your pre-order? Yeah, according yes. to wow. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, maybe you should listen to the cast every week because we yeah. talked about it. We Definitely talked about that last week. It's okay. Yeah, I feel terrible. <laughs> I don't listen to the cast either. I've so sinned. <laughs> All right, guys. There's a couple new releases from this past week. Um, probably the biggest one being Transformers Devastation um, from Platinum That game looks hype as fuck. It's real fun. If you are big into the 80s Transformers franchise, the voice acting is good. Fun. The combat is super fun. It, it's like... Shell shaded, shell, uh, shell shaded, shell shaded. It's all seashells. It's the entire art style. It's, <laughs> it's a very unique game. 
it's really. cell shaded. It looks a lot like the original cartoon. It's the combat mm. system is really cool. Uh, so if you're into Transformers, check that out. Um, October eighth, we had Sub Level Zero, which is basically a roguelite descent. If you are a big fan of um, Six uh, Degree of Freedom games, you can kind of fly a ship around. It's actually probably my favorite indie game to come out this year so far. Yeah, that um, looks really fun. It's super fun. It's ultra stylized, and every run is different. It it works really well. It's got a, a couple quirks, but overall, super solid game. And I think it's only like twelve bucks right now. Um, so def- oh shit, BRB. Yeah, definitely worth picking <laughs> up. Um, also. This upcoming week, Broforce is leaving early access, um, which we've played a lot on our couch streams. And actually, Eat My Diction 1 is now a character in Broforce, and so is Future so, Man well, Gaming Future Man from well, Twitch. Yeah. yeah, those guys are now playable characters in Broforce. So make sure uh, – I think it's still about $11 in early access, and it will go to 15 once it launches. So if you guys haven't checked that out already, make sure you do that. Um, we're going to take another quick 90-second break, and then we'll be back with viewer questions. All right, we're running a course. Wow, we were, yeah, we, this is going long. We were, we got really mad tonight. It's good, though. There was a lot tonight. of triggering stuff. I mean, I didn't expect, uh, I, you know what? It's, you know what? I'm not even mad. I'm going to re, I'm going to say what somebody in the chat said. I'm just disappointed. I'm, the more I think about the transactions, I'm just like, I feel like I'm beaten down. I feel like it is almost like a, <laughs> we've talked about this so much, but nothing changes. I mean, guys, do we have to, are we going to have to start like, organizing protests you know are we going to be the grassroots that are really going to stop this i don't know if we can I, you know? yeah i, I highly i'm down I'll, i can i'll uh, i'm down to pick it i'll set some side side this week let's go uh who's who's let's go who's developing um tomb raider square square enix that's a squeenix yeah squeenix it's a squeenix you know, joint let's let's get a couple plane tickets and let's do something i'm sick of talking about scott it, you know? we're uh yeah we're, that's we're what little, extra life i know we have extra life going on but i don't you know what i think this is more important like what okay sure we can raise some money for some sick kids or we can stop uh, we can help stop this microtransaction bullshit. I don't know. Where do you think that money's going for the uh, assault plan? Right. <laughs> to, uh, to raid the, uh, the That's headquarters. Right. That's right. Yeah, you know, we're going to have to cancel Extra Life. Uh, Scott and I have to fly to wherever Square Enix headquarters is at and boycott. Although, actually, can we actually wait till next early next year because I really want to play Just Cause 3. So, Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah, see, that is kind of Oh, up. shit, you're right. Yeah, let's, let's yeah, okay. just we'll, let it We'll ride, give them some time. And then after January, we can go and, and pick it. All right. You know, just I'm priorities, cool man. Just Cause Three looks really fun. It does. It did does did anybody good. see the uh, the forty one minutes of sixty frames per second gameplay that uh, I think it was Polygon posted, where mm. you can literally shoot one of the like pro- giant propane barrels, grapple yourself to it, and shoot yourself into the air. It looks. Amazing! Oh, oh. I've been trying not to spoil myself on that, but that sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, the, the they've, like, just em- they've embraced the absolute insanity yeah and they always kind of had but two that yeah two was like that but but man like the wingsuit looks fantastic i want i really december 1st is going to be so good (laughs) december 1st okay that's when it comes out i forgot cool there's some good questions this week actually some decent ones yeah yeah we got some good ones this is (laughs) 8.5 yes question of the year the goat question. All right, we should. Yeah, we're back. We're back. Uh, so yeah, well, let's hop into let's hop into viewer questions. At Coach IM asks if the KB Mod podcast was a TBS sitcom. Oh, we're off to a great start. Yeah. Which popular actors <laughs> would play the roles of the current cast? I'm. St- 
Oh. I know right away. I would be um, Pat Oswalt. Yes, from... exactly. Right? Were, is that what you were thinking? I was thinking <laughs> Pat Oswalt. Yeah, we'd have to get him a neck beard, but it'd be fine. Yeah, no. And I would be on King of Queens, and I would be Spence. <laughs> okay, I mean, straight up. This is good. I think Scott. Yeah. Scott would be Tyler Perry. <laughs> would I really? <laughs> Man. <laughs> I feel like Brandon would be the worst character from uh, Big Bang Theory. What's Jim Parsons? But not as not as obnoxious as he is on Big Bang Theory. Obnoxious, but yeah, as like attention to detail and stuff like that. Yeah, he would be very like anal retentive, and that's that's fine. It's actually not the first time I've heard that, but I like I have I I sort of understand where people would come from with that, but that's also one of one of the things that over the years like. When I when I first watched Big Bang Theory, I actually thought it was funny. Yeah. Like, I thought it was a good show. And so I kept watching it, you know, because like I enjoyed the show at first. And I have never come to loathe a show so much like <laughs> oh, through yeah. watching it through the years. Like yeah. I actually now I actually hate the show. Like yeah. I vehemently yeah, hate sir. the show. Yeah. Uh, and so like I have a it's weird. I, I don't really have that relationship with any other show, but his character, the Sheldon character in particular I now like someone comparing me to that character, <laughs> really? like it's really incenses me. Yeah, I felt bad even <laughs> saying because, because you know, I, see, I see all of the like little stereotypes they're hitting with one character, right? And like yeah, I have, I oh, it's such yeah. a well. It's a thing. I watched the uh, one of the like the premiere of this season, like tonight. It just happened to be on, uh, and I just it's it's gone down to such a look at the funny dumb nerd. And that, <laughs> I think that's the problem with that show. Is and I'm with Brandon. Like the, I watched probably the first three seasons of that show, and, and what like the, if you go back even now and like watch like the first season, it's not bad. Like it's it's not great by any stretch. Yeah. Like it's still it's it's kind of nerdy and kind of funny. But you can see like this slow transition from when it was like oh we're laughing because we're all kind of nerdy to oh look we're laughing at the nerds. Like it it felt more it's... insulting like we're laughing at you not with you so it's like okay well fuck this this show sucks now like it and i've i'm agree i agree with brandon i've never hated a television show so much in my life by watching it like oh i can just see your slow decline into shitville like <laughs> all right well what would hex be and what would katie zen be katie zen um... would be a guest star that was shown once and then killed off <laughs> oh man i'm trying to think i don't even know like some b actor you've never I heard think... of Thanks. <laughs> Katie, oh, Katie Zen, did you have one that you were thinking of? Yeah, who would you be, Katie Zen? Uh, I can't really think of one for myself. I think uh, Katie Zen would be Michael I don't know. Richards. Michael, Michael Richards. Richards. <laughs> yeah, you're not, Can you're not. Google who that is? Oh, my. <laughs> no, never mind, forget it. See, my Hold thought on. was Katie Zen would be um, uh, the nerdy dude from The Breakfast Club, the guy that played Brian. Um hmm. I feel like that would work. Oh, out for that's him. I fucking know Michael Richards. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done with this. Him. We're done. No, I forgot that on. he was gonna. He was like a little too young to know. Yeah, right <laughs> no, who I Michael know who Richards he, was. I forgot his name. I knew who he was. Oh, I just <laughs> forgot that's his Kramer. name. That's Kramer. Hex is a bald Charlie Bart, Sheen. Bald, okay, like that. fine, whatever. Like that's fine with that. me. Bald Charlie Sheen, it is. <laughs> all right. Uh, I am Cyberwaste has asked, out of all the contests you've entered in your lifetime, what's the best thing you've won? His being a JP Dreamcast, which I'm assuming means a Japanese Dreamcast. Never won anything, and I never enter contests. Yeah. Probably, those are probably very much linked, I guess, because uh, <laughs> I never enter contests. So it would be hard for me to win something unless I'm like just selected. What is that when they like you win a million? They come to your door, like in your neighborhood. Oh, you uh, Publishers Clearinghouse. Yeah. Publishers Clearinghouse or something. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't enter contests. Like, I've entered a couple Twitter contests. It's like, retweet and you'll get a copy of this game or get a free key. I've never won any of that shit. Like, I don't the, know. The closest I've ever come was when I was <laughs> living overseas and I was still in my Christian goody boy two-shoes mode. I wrote uh, an article, that, a letter that got published as the featured letter in the official PlayStation magazine. I can definitely – I, I got to screenshot this and send, put this on Twitter at some point because people don't believe me. Uh, decrying the original Grand, or Grand Theft Auto 3 <laughs> – uh, because like young kids that I knew were playing it and I was like equating it to like their bad behavior or whatever. Oh my. And they, they literally, the, the, the screenshot was, uh, a picture of a dude being beat to death with a baseball bat and said, come here, Scott, we got something to talk about. And that was like my finest, that was like my finest achievement getting published in the official PlayStation. I thing. must see this. Yeah, I, yeah, I will, I will this. find it. I think I have, I can have my mom screenshot it. She still has the original magazine. Yeah, please okay. ha- make that happen. I think I think that qualifies. Like that is a decent answer for this question. Yeah, I mean it, it's not a contest, but I did. I mean it, it was published. You so. won. You won like recognition. <laughs> and dude, so <laughs> it was so funny. So I, I, this, I haven't told the story in a while, but I didn't realize. So we we lived overseas. And we like mail took forever to get there, and I used my dad's email address as the one uh, in the letter. And all of a sudden, this was like I didn't know that the letter got published until for like I think like two months after the uh, issue had been out. And all of a sudden, I just started getting these hate, hateful emails with no context, <laughs> like no context. And so I, I didn't know what was going on. And like one of them was like, "Hey, you fag Christian boy." Shut up. GTA is best or something. Jesus. And then they just kept coming and coming. And I was super confused. And then I finally put two and two together that I must have gotten published by the official PlayStation magazine. And uh, and then finally, like, I had somebody send it to me. And sure enough, oh my God. it had been. And I got a few, like, positives that were like, yeah, it is pretty true. Like, young kids shouldn't be playing GTA or whatever. And basically the, their response was like, yeah, like, no shit. Like, young kids shouldn't be playing violent video games. Um, but yeah, so well, now you're now like the, the path to you becoming a true social justice warrior makes I know. complete sense now. <laughs> Doesn't it? Right. I started, I started around 11 or 12, man. I was trying, I was trying to make a difference. Um, God, I can't, oh, I gotta find that. People won't believe it. I, I don't really <laughs> enter contests either. Like I don't, I can't think of anything that I've won that, that like made any mark on my life or that like I can't remember I've probably entered something but either didn't win it or it was like you know you enter a raffle at school or something and you get I don't know some small prize yeah right yeah yeah that's I can't think of a single thing that I've won from a big contest so yeah I've only ever won stuff on like Twitter I can think now of like I won a giveaway of like a planet slide 2 beta key for the PS4 and it was yeah it was oh yeah well, i mean if you count that's that that's stuff like, like that's my achievement like of that. all the contests yeah i can't think of anything better <laughs> yeah. than like i want a beta key or something yeah that's yeah, really yeah oh i actually my mom follows like a lot of like she follows everything on facebook and enters every single giveaway oh. and so i won like a copy of far cry 3 on the pc okay. in like disc format it's not bad and yeah, uh bad they, i remember them asking me to like hey can you uh, post on your wall that you won I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Oh, I don't know. The picture is just not uploading. And I just never ended up. <laughs> Real quick, though, have you guys ever known? I, uh, my best friend growing up who I uh, kind of grew up, I don't really see him much anymore. But his family, him and uh, they had a bunch of kids. And obviously I, did, I had brothers and sisters growing up. So we were really close. But that family, like you ever met a family that just has like all the luck or like people that you know that have all the luck? Like he was a basketball player, but he would just like – he hit – 
he got selected twice in the time I knew him in like a two year span to be to shoot a, for a five hundred dollar and one thousand dollar half court shot. He made oh, both no. of them. He made both of them. Routinely, oh. routinely, he would like his his uh, his mother like would find like send away for stuff in the contest. They were just like they had like the Midas touch, and we our whole family always used to joke about it. Be like, what did the what did they win now? What did they, what did they win? Now? And it was like I know I was very jealous. So I don't know. That probably also is why I don't enter contests because I'm like, well, the fucking Cornells are gonna just they're gonna win it. So <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> or is that just my experience? You guys haven't known anybody super lucky and been very jaded about it. Uh, there was a there was a kid in the town that I grew up in that uh, that their family hit the lottery like Ooh, for well, like a, a couple Ooh. million dollars, yeah. and then within a year it was gone. Oh yeah, well that also well, sounds like that sounds like most lottery winners. So yeah. Shit. All right. Uh, at sexy dolphin asks, since I haven't asked a question in a while, I will. <laughs> I'd like to know sexy why. <laughs> I'd like to know why I still get the kids menu when I go out to eat. Because you love dolphin. chicken nuggets. <laughs> I mean, do you just have you not grown into a he full dolphin that the, yet? That like the the waiter gives him like just automatically hands him the child's menu, assuming that he or she is a child. Maybe. Oh, actually, that's a good point. Yeah. I, I think yeah, that's, I wasn't that's... sure. Yeah, I don't know what question he's asking. Yeah. Is like why oh. he is given the kid's oh. menu? That's what or I Or why feel. he prefers like, the kid's menu. Oh, I see, I yeah. see. See, the phrasing is important. It yeah. Is. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I would go into maybe order getting some facial hair. Not yeah, so that sure. can help. Yeah, that, that yeah. helps. Um, if you're 12, that's, awesome. that's going to be a little difficult. But Stop handing you're... out with Andy Milanakis. Well, if you're probably... a <laughs> yeah, that's probably not helping the situation. Um, could go for it if you were human and not a sexy dolphin like you are. Maybe mm. you just haven't matured into the dolphin you want to be, and someday yeah. you'll get off that kids menu and get like a a full meal. I, have I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I understand the temptation of ordering from the kids menu at times. Not there would never be enough food to fill fill me up, but <laughs> the kids menu, <laughs> the kids menu does like it's just it's no bullshit simple things that you enjoy. Yeah, do you ever have a problem when like you see the kids menu? It's like on the bottom of the regular <laughs> yeah. menu or something. Yeah, and and like, you're like you know oh, maybe you're maybe you're at a nice place. <laughs> Yeah. But then you see the kids menu and you're like, man, I bet this place makes some killer chicken nuggets. <laughs> you know, my exactly. friend is coming home. Uh, my brother is coming home the other day and I, he was going to like, I'm stopping by, you know, Burger King, McDonald's. You, you want anything? And uh, he, I said, surprise me. And he got me the dinosaur chicken nuggets. And, you know, initially I was like, oh, fuck you. But then I'm like, damn, these are actually, you know, these are some solid chicken nuggets. Yeah. I know. Hey, you go to a Ruth's Chris. No, I don't want a steak. I'll have the chicken fingers, please. Can I get French fries? <laughs> Do they and... have a kids menu with Ruth's Chris? I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, they might. They might. All right. Uh, at Sternfaced asks, how often, how often should I wash my bathrobe if I'm only clean when I use it? Oh. I have to oh. think long and wow. hard about that. That's a really good question. That's actually a very good question. Actually, can we, can we re-ask the question? With the proper demeanor for the mm. way that it's written. Mm. Actually, I'm going to let I'll, you... I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah, okay. You go How for often... it. Okay. How often should I wash my bathrobe? If I'm only clean when I use it? There you go. <laughs> there, yeah, that's that's better. <laughs> it's like he's... I don't know if Sternface is sure if they are actually getting clean before they don the bathrobe. It's like two separate questions. He's like, yeah. one, how often should I wash my bathrobe? Mm. And like, he doesn't seem sure if he's only clean when he uses it. That's right, yeah. Um, hmm. Well, well I, I would say if you have any question, like if there's any questions in your mind of how clean you are because of your showering or bathing habits, then you should at least wash your bathrobe. I would say 
once a month at the very least, maybe once every two weeks. I w- yeah, I feel like two weeks is a lot. A lot. Uh, I mean, if you wear your bathrobe every time, I mean, I sure. don't know. I'm not a bathrobe wearer, so I don't know. Like, I'm just like. Okay, so the thing with bathrobes I, that confuses me: who has that kind of time? Like, you get out of the shower, and it's just like, okay. And then you're, like, in a lounge in your bathroom before you I just think I'll sit here naked with a a, a man-shaped towel around me for a little while. I I have nothing to do today. I mean, I get it. You know, honestly, my bedroom is, like, right across from the bathroom, so I just walk naked sometimes. Yeah, no, same, yeah. Someone How does that work when when your family members are walking around? Then you assert your dominance over your other family members, Yeah. yeah. Well, I've, heard, I've heard your brother already tells you routinely. I found this out from playing a game with Kitty's End that his brother tells him oh, no. that he has a fantastic ass on a regular basis. So Jesus there's a Christ. lot of uh, I don't know what goes on in that family, but you know we don't judge. It I don't know. I, I've never really worn a bathrobe. I mean, only it's a like at a hotels, question. right? No, I've actually like at a hotel. Absolutely not. Are you kidding me? Really? No. <laughs> what about like a really nice hotel? Oh my god, I have a story. So when I was staying in San Francisco, me and my girlfriend went for a trip. Brandon, we were staying at the Westin, which is really nice, yeah. in downtown. And I called, I was, they were like, sir, would you like a bathroom? And I, I never go to fancy hotels, so I'm like, sure. So they bring up, they're like, two or just one? And luckily I said just one. They bring up the bathroom. As we're leaving, right, I'm looking at the charges, $80. Jesus $80. Christ. $80. Oh. I thought what? it was complimentary. Did someone hand craft that bathroom no, in the and lobby? No, I don't think like... I even end up where I don't think I even wore it. Like I, I God. I, anyway, so next time I'm at a fancy hotel, I am not accepting anything they ask me. I'm like, no, absolutely. Some, some not. hotels just have a bathrobe in the yeah. yeah, like in the room, and I'm this pretty sure is. generally you can just use that one, and yeah. they they clean it up like a I towel, guess because they but... brought this one to me that it was the eighty dollar one because it wasn't maybe. In the room. I I feel like maybe you actually purchased a bathrobe. Yeah, I might have. That's true. It. I didn't even keep it. That's true. <laughs> you should have for eighty dollars. I, I actually think you purchased a bathrobe. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure that the place that uh, Megan and I stayed at packed south this year, they yeah. gave you bathrobes, but it was like the rattiest Motel Six ever, and you would have had. Oh I, God, yeah. I would have had to be someone broke oh. into the room, burned all of my clothes and all of the bed sheets before I would have put that on to like go find more clothes. It just, oh God, that place was oh, so God. scummy. When I <laughs> when I came, this is this is how my hotel decline happened. Now I won't stay at any place anyway. Now I have stand- standards, quote unquote, because I stayed at the Westin in San Francisco, and then when I <laughs> decided to move to Pittsburgh a couple months or like four or five months ago I was like you know what this is a lot of expenses I'm paying for flights I'm not going to really spend too much on a hotel so I got a red roof in in the in an okay area but literally about the second day that we're there and it's like high pressure and like I'm just like not really we're trying to find a place to stay I'm just laying there with the blanket near my nose and I'm like this smells like straight like straight piss this smells like urine and my girlfriend smells it and she's like yeah, I think it's I think it's urine, and I was like, okay, that was where. Anyway, so I've so now I'm like, you know what? I don't. I try to avoid. Not that you can't have the thing with those chain hotels is like there can be like well run ones relatively, right? It just depends, but yeah, it's just a, it's like, just basically it's a crapshoot with the lower hotels because it's, some of them are really terrible. Some of them will be acceptable, and you'll feel like you got a good deal. Sure. But like, are you willing to spin that roulette wheel? Yeah. Exactly, and that's the thing where it's like if you just pay for a little bit more for a, like you know. One that you know is going to have a, a higher standard. It's, I feel like it's worth it. Like the hotel we stayed at at South was not great. But like, man, if I ever was in a hotel and I got in bed and was like, no, 
this reeks like piss. I would, See, I would burn the place down. That is, no, there's nothing know, more offensive to me than that smell. Like it also had oh. one of those bathrooms where the shower just was. They just had a curtain, and it was like it's like a, if you were going into like a locker room, right, where there's just yeah. like shower head, and it's just like the only separation <laughs> was that they put a curtain and like the floor just everything drained. Like it was made for like in the middle dogs of your bedroom. Like, 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 <laughs> supposed to drain into one hole. I was just like, this oh. is massive the toilet drains into it. it, the shower drains into it. Also, the bathroom locked uh like from the outside so like and it was like anyway it was the whole nightmare wow oh god that sounds fucking awful anyway i don't know how we got on this but um yeah so uh, i would say wash your bathroom every two weeks the moral of the story is wash your bathroom i think i think like you should just use your judgment yeah because if you if if you like you are clean when you put it on (laughs) it's true so so you know if like if you think that you do a good job cleaning in your shower, I'm like, I don't know, maybe you can go a few weeks, but that's like, that's going to be your call. You definitely don't want to get to the point where you feel like you are putting on something dirty after your clean shower. Yeah. Right. I think that's the thing with me is like, I just, I basically, I don't, I want to dry off and then I want to put on clothes that I know are clean. A bathroom does not yeah. fit that description. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm if, thinking more of like, it's not, bathrobes aren't comfortable in my opinion. And also, like, when you're wearing them, they get wet. And, like, you don't want to, like, hang a wet bathrobe. Like, for mm. multiple uses, you know? Well, if you hang it, I, I mean, mean it's, it's going to dry out on its own. I think the, the good rule of thumb should be if, it, if you take it off of the hanger and it doesn't really start to just, like, foof, drop away and it, it holds its form, maybe wash it at that point. Yeah. You don't want it to be gross and, like, still... <laughs> Uh, can we please stop? I don't want to talk about this. There's got to be a BuzzFeed article. I also forgot to mention that there was – that we're pretty sure that uh, at the Red Roof Inn we stayed at, there was a a, um, <laughs> a whore ring going on because the entire night there was this one sound of this woman going, Ugh, and just oh, people just story, pounding. Yeah. Oh. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> oh, no. And literally to the point where we talked with the front desk and they were like, they were like yeah, I'm not, I don't know. It's possible. <laughs> was like we shouldn't be here yeah. anyway uh yeah we just got back from that uh yeah they were all there and and the, one of the guys came out in the morning when me and my girlfriend were leaving and he was like uh were you guys really loud last night and i was like no 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 there was like it was the room it was the room over there and he, we were like did you hear it too he's like yeah it was going all night it sounded like the same woman was getting and i was like i don't i really messed oh, up my man. hotel all right sorry no more all right brandon give us the itunes podcast review of the week and tell people why they should do this <laughs> Uh, so we are doing this show live, but you can also listen to it uh, in audio format. We post it on Tuesdays every week after after the live show, and uh, we distribute it through a program called iTunes. You might have heard of it. Uh, <laughs> there are multiple ways to access iTunes, but uh, all of those ways allow you to log into your iTunes account and rate the things that you're listening to. You can do that for just about anything, but we'd like you to do it for our podcast. And uh, each week, we pick a new review from someone who has reviewed us. And the only rule that we have is that the rating must be five stars. Uh, and I mean, I think this is pretty quality. Like, if you don't think this free podcast you're listening to this week was worth your five-star rating, then just don't rate it at all. <laughs> uh, but hopefully, we, we hope you like it. And so uh, please do rate us five stars. And uh, you might have the chance to be featured on uh, one of the future podcasts. There you go. So what's what's the highlight for this week? What was the iTunes review of the week this week? So this 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 week, who who wants to read it? Let's let Katie's uh, in. Yeah, Katie's in. Why don't you okay. read it? 
You do it. Okay, the title of this review is Don't Stop. It's from Voracious9, and he says, This podcast is a weekly reminder that I haven't failed at life yet. Keep it classy, KB Mod. <laughs> so, I don't, I don't so know yes. how to read that. Like, Yeah, is he saying... Yeah, I'm not sure either, Hex. Like, so have, think, does, is this his... his this feels his like a backhanded reminder? compliment. A little yes. bit. Yeah, right. like, I feel like, oh, man, I listen to this podcast every week to think, well, at least I'm not those chuckle fucks. Like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think that's what he means. He also but, said he hasn't failed at life yet. yet. Right. right. So, so he's he's, a, he's assuming the eventual downfall is coming, but he's not quite yeah. there. Yeah. So, well... I wonder, I wonder if, like, him listening to us is his barometer for whether he's failing yet. <laughs> right. And that's... That's responsibility I don't know that I want. Actually, yeah, exactly. maybe he's saying he listens to it weekly because he knows as soon as he skips listening, that's when he's failed at life. That's the real possibility. Ah, yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I like, this, I like to a, think about that That is that a more way. positive view. That, like, this is, what, this is kind of what keeps him getting up in the morning. Keeps him going. It's like, well, I, I forgot to listen to the KB Mod podcast this week. I failed at life. It's okay, <laughs> well, man. That's what it is. If we're, if we're someone's reason – if this podcast is somebody's reason to get up in the morning, then you know what? We've really – We've Actually, if that is the case, please dial uh, your your lo- local support line and get help because <laughs> because we sorry. don't want that responsibility. No, not at all. That's true. But but oh, yeah, all right. That's okay. gonna do it. That's thank, gonna thank do you it for the time. five stars. Yeah, we he was actually. I will mention he was our only review this week, so mm-hmm. he sort of won by default, even Kinda. though it was a good review that that could have won uh, <laughs> against <laughs> against others. Oh my god, uh, he just oh but, god, he just got a participation trophy level of <laughs> review reading. Well, no, but, see, he didn't have a choice. That's like, true. I think he pro I pro he probably still would have won like against other reviews. But I I'm just saying, too. like you you never know how close you are to fame. That's a good point. And he prob- he might not have expected to to get featured, but he did just yeah. because he was the only one this week. Right. So any given week could be your week. Just keep reviewing. Just keep reviewing. The easy way to tell if it's someone who's trying to be on the cast is to look at their name. And if it's something like Wilma Cockfit, <laughs> then you know it's someone going for the cast. <laughs> or Holden Macock. <laughs> but those are both really good. That's the thing. Yeah. Is if you're gonna if you're gonna have a name that is probably not your own name, it better be good. Yeah. I mean, the whole Hodes family really—they all love us. At this us. point, we have a very high standard for meme names getting featured. <laughs> <Yeah. on the laughs> Things in my life I never thought that I would live to to achieve would be being on a podcast where the phrase "we have a very high threshold for name <laughs> memes" was ever uttered. But this is the know, last we're podcast here and we're we did it. Do. We did it together. Oh Holy man. Shit. All right, that's going to do it for episode 209. Right. Uh, if you don't already, make sure you check us out at kbmod.com. You can follow us on Twitter at kbmodgaming. You can follow Scott at APL Fisher. You can follow KDZen at KDZen18 if you hate yourself. You can follow Brandon at Volition, and the first I is a one. You can follow me at Hexadecimal. We will be back next Saturday for the Live from Extra Life, episode yes. 2010. 2010. 20, oh, we're skipping a thousand, eighteen hundred podcasts. We're going <laughs> well, to twenty ten. It is, so. Yeah, it's that. It's that good. It's so many podcasts all rolled into one. We'll be back next Saturday with episode two ten live from our extra life event. Uh, make sure you guys tune in to twitch.tv slash kbmod for that. We're going to have a great time. We've got lots of great prizes. We will tune, see tune you Tune in all weekend next weekend. We'll be yes. live Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So definitely yep. make sure to come out. Put it on your calendar. Yep. All right. We'll see all you right. guys next time. Katie's on. Where is it? You got to do it. Nick's yeah. not here. Meet <laughs> We'll see you guys next time. Later.